0: Ladies and gentlemen, the prosecution is not going to get that man today, no, because I'm going to get him.
1: This is the Hagman and Hagman Report for today. It is Monday, April 10th, 2017. A lot of news, a lot of headlines, a lot of breaking information to get to, certainly. I want to welcome everyone to this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. More broadcast live each and every weeknight, 7 at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Global Star Radio Network. Also, YouTube Live and BTR. That's uh, Blog Talk Radio. I want to thank them for carrying our program as well as global star and i uh, appreciate uh appreciate everyone who tunes in via youtube and global star and whatever venue you choose again a lot, a lot of information to get to uh folks if you want to go to homeland security uh, and there you'll find two articles uh two reports one of course one about uh what about the, uh, Syrian missiles, uh, the response, the United States response to the uh, chemical weapons attack and, and how it, uh, how it, in the context of abortion. Yeah, how do those two things connect? Well, there, there is a connection. I would urge you, you to, uh, read, uh, the articles I posted at homelandsecurityus.com. They're linked off of Hagman. Report.com, and you can also comment on both of those articles. Just click through to Canada Free Press, should you desire to do so. Um, Portions of nice broadcast brought to you by ZipRecruiter.com. Folks, have you seen ZipRecruiter.com? If you're in charge of hiring, if you want to get the, if you want to have the fastest way to hire great people, go to ZipRecruiter.com/slash/free trial. That's right, ziprecruiter.com slash free trial. More on that later. You know, there was a shooting at San Bernardino Elementary School today, of course. It was a murder-suicide, and it was interesting, the reactions, initial reactions. Um, of course, we have numerous things happening on the domestic front. Also, folks, um, the murder of that attorney in Atlanta, understand we are investigating that as well the um, murder the stabbing death of the attorney in Atlanta Trine, I think her name is Trina uh, I, I'm not sure how to pronounce the last name that was uh, she was um, stabbed to death last week uh, it's her last name is H-U-Y A-H, I believe so. There's some connections there to a number of issues. Also, China is moving its troops in response to the United States. Uh America edges closer to war. We had said, we had said right here in this program, that World War III will begin in Syria. Not Iran, not Iraq, Afghanistan, but Syria. Isn't that what we're seeing right now? Which leads me to the second article that I had written. And if you go back to the 2012 article I had written about uh, Syria, Lemmings at the Precipice of World War III, that was 10 months before the attack at Ghouta in uh, 2013, where anywhere between, depending on who you ask, 250 people, citizens, were, were killed in this chemical attack in 2013 in Ghouta, Syria. Or, fifteen hundred people, you know, low end, high end, and everyone in between. And that's what that, that's what uh, caused, shall we say, the Obama's red line, that apparently was about as strong as a rubber band. I I do believe um, with respect to this latest last week's the chemical weapons attack. You know, it's amazing that, that there's so much speculation. Assad did it. Assad has the weapons. No, Assad didn't do it. Russia did it. Not Now the narrative is Russia did it. The, the ISIS uh, terrorists did it. On and on and on and on. Cases could be made. When you look at this through clear uh, lenses, Cases can be made for Assad. Cases can be made for the rebels. Cases can be made for, even if you want to stretch it, perhaps the Russians. But, uh, what's the truth? And you've got, you've got, uh, uh a Mossad, definitely a Mossad connected, uh, man on internet, on the internet, on YouTube, giving the name of the pilot. Saying, look, we, we, Israel knows, for example, the name of the identity of pilot what he, how many missions he's flown. It's been active since 2005, 2000 sorties. And we know what kind of plane he had, and on and on and on. Well, if that's the case, <laughs> hello? But the situation is much more com- complex than that, and does, and, and I believe on analysis, when you, you can't look at this, you can't look at anything that happens And and this is where I really believe we have to use our intellect. Anything that happens and anything that has happened, I don't believe that you can look at it as a single event, whether it happens in Syria or the greater part of the Middle East or in Africa, regardless. You have to look at this. You have to look at the bigger picture. Or China, North Korea. Look, very quickly, China has a monetary and strategic, strategic interest in Iran. So does Russia. Russia has got a strategic, strategic interest in Syria. Numerous. The warm water port, for example, that's a mil- of military interest. Both have energy interests. And of course, Russia has the pipeline to consider going through, uh, Syria as well. You you know Russia is the largest exporter of oil in the world. You know, keep that in mind. You know these uh what we're seeing um and look at the motives as well of John McCain and Lindsey Graham and the the, the, the Neo Casa military industrial complex here in the States. Look at their motive motives and motivation. They want war. They're giddy about war with Syria. How many refugees were caused by what's taking place in Syria or really all across the Middle East? When I say refugees, legitimate refugees, as opposed to how many illegals have been allowed in the, in the country. Joe, come on in, man. And, and you were on, uh, with Dave Hodges last night.
2: Yeah, um, we covered a, a wide range of issues, kind of a recap of what we talked about in the news last week, from the Susan Rice story to what what has been happening in Syria to the status of Donald Trump, the backlash he's getting from his supporters to uh, the praise now he is receiving from Hillary Clinton, ISIS, <laughs> in the mainstream news media. It's kind of strange, um, the whole the whole way that developed. Um, but, yes, there's a lot going on uh, in the news uh, today, and both your articles, um, again, uh, folks, go to HagmanReport.com and click on the article there. <laughs> Inside the article, you will find a link right to the article on Homeland Security US.com. Um, and there, I like the, uh, this is the first time I visited Homeland Security US.com in a while. And I like the, the banner and, um, yeah. the way that the site's set up. It's different than, than it was before. Um, Many very bad things are about to happen. This is the article I started to read—the one that you had put up.
1: Yeah, um, and, and, the, the, and where, the from, where, where the title comes? Where the title comes? It's it from interesting, tweet, right? Yeah, it's from yeah. Donald Trump's tweet. It's interesting to see the comments on Canada Free Press. I, I just love to watch the comments. Uh Those are the best parts of article. you know. The the the, uh, the how the, many comments the one, until it became racist arguments? Oh, oh, you know, it's fear porn. It's fear mongering. <laughs> it's fear mongering. You know, we'll take that up with Donald Trump, you you you, you moron. Absolutely, The you know, the articles fear well, uh, really. I mean, we talked about this off air
2: last week specifically about Donald Trump's tweet to Obama in 2013 when the chemical weapon issue happened the first time. When Trump issued a barrage of tweets in September of 2013 for days yeah. on end about why Obama should not interfere in Syria, and he turns around and um, unfortunately does not listen to his own advice.
1: You know, and, but, and, and you know, that's not the break only this thing. I mean, Ted Rober, too, yeah. so talked about the uh, uh, talked about the uh, his appointment to the FDA. Yeah,
2: um, a, a pro big pharma guy. Yeah, um, yeah, I have to do more research into him, uh, but I know Ted had done his research. He knows who this guy is. He knows what he's about
1: very much. So these, this is not, this is not boding well in my view. Look, you know, and look, Trump could have the best
2: of intentions. Um, <laughs> you know, since, since I, the guess. election, yeah. um, you know, I, I warn people to not get. To the point where they believe that Trump is going to solve all the problems. He's going to be their political savior. Nothing needs to be worried about anymore because he's in office. He's going to take care of everything. You know, one of the main things about this last election and, and we've said this countless times on this show, as much as it was a vote for Trump, it was just as much a vote against Hillary. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking, yeah. Well, well yes, it, it was. And, you know, when we look at Trump's past, uh, you know, Maybe he's had political aspirations, reality TV show uh, star, a uh, successful businessman, um, many times over, you know, a billionaire. Foreign policy might not be a strong suit of his.
1: I don't know. you got to be, to me, you've got to be a, just a total whack job to want that job, uh, yeah. president. But, you know... <clears throat> Um, at a
2: time when our country's been torn apart ideologically, when the Constitution's not being followed, when somebody like the lawless Obama has been in office, like the lawless Bushes before him and the Clintons before him, Obama being the worst when it comes to, you know, tearing the country apart, actively tearing the country apart,
1: it was time for a change. Eight years, and, and you have to go back even beyond that, but, but look, we've got over 30 members of Congress, um, you got a lot of members of Congress involved in the Communist Party USA, or at least oh, yeah. affiliated with the Communist Party. You've got yeah. uh, a couple of Islamists in Congress, Muslims that is. You've got many people who are attached to the Muslim Brotherhood. You Let me tell you, you got, got more
2: neocons and Muslims in Congress than you do constitutionalists. Oh, of course. Of course. And that's a sad, sad it, statement. And
1: it's, it's, it, they're, they're, no, just as they are normalizing pedophilia, or attempting to normalize pedophilia, normalizing, um, the uh, perverse, and saying that, for example, hey, it's okay, you know, you know L G B T Q R S T U V W X Y Z is normal or whatever it might be. Just throw in the flipping alphabet and the whole line there. Whatever your flavor of the day is, it's okay. See the the normalization of the perversion is is eroding our moral fabric. It's an attack against us, and, and you know the uh, one huge thing joe is, is you've got you've got a couple of muslims in congress you say anything about about islam and and, and for example them taking the oath on on the quran you heard uh, iqbal razuli explain that last week you know you take uh, it, it's antithetical to, to our constitutional republic it it, it can't exist it cannot coexist, Sharia, for example, cannot coexist with our constitutional republic and our constitution. It just it can't do it. Just as we can't have immoral laws that are consistent with our constitution. Nor can feminism coexist. With I, I, no, yeah, I Islam. believe them.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, it, nor can homosexuality right. coexist with Islam. Yet yeah, these are some of the biggest proponents of people to, uh, you know, bring in Islam and the tolerance for Islam. I don't know if you saw this in Sweden last week. There's this uh, big feminist group that's been working in Sweden for a long time, and they've been an advocate of the integration, bringing more refugees into Sweden, integrating them into different neighborhoods, providing them with housing, welfare, and whatnot. Well, guess what?
3: Uh, what?
1: Uh, now I that the
2: Islamist up. moves in, the feminists are being forced out. Being forced out, no, not allowed to say talk in the same, same name. <laughs> yeah. It's like the Black Lives Matter uh, Terrorist organization, and when I say that, understand I'm not saying that people who are involved in Black Lives Matter are, is a terrorist. Or, are terrorists, but there are uh, the George Soros-backed radical terrorists that are running that group. And I say terrorists because, and they're a hate group. They recently uh, have held rallies in a number of different schools and universities where they banned white people from attending. They said we're going to hold a rally. It's going to be for us black people. We're going to talk about our plans in the present and in the future. Come on. But white people are not allowed.
1: Okay, so now, we're, we're going to have a meeting in the studio. Exactly. I mean, follow the logic. All right. No, we're going to have a meeting in the studio, but but black people and Hispanics are not allowed. Exactly. Now you're the KKK. And, right. Okay. Uh, okay. See, this is that
2: backwards tone. Oh, if you're Muslim, too.
1: Wait, wait. E, 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 okay.
2: Not a lot. I mean, it's crazy. When you look at, um, oh. you know, Hillary Clinton last week, uh, gave an interview or gave a, a speech at some, um, New York, it wasn't a think tank, it was a, um, some kind of award show or, uh, something along those lines, where she went on to blame misogyny and a few other things <laughs> for her election defeat. Anything to, but to blame the fact oh. that she's a, a lying criminal, um, you know, anti-American, anti-freedom, anti-gun. She's a communist. Constitution. Uh, you know. She's a witch and a communist. Exactly. But that's not why she lost. She lost because of the Russian hacking and collusion. She lost because, uh, you know, the, uh, half of the How country is work, sexist. You know? Yeah. It works the same way that Chris Matthews can, can go on and say the reason that, um, we're going after Susan Rice is not because of the unmasking, especially she's because a she's, woman. she's black and because I mean, she's, she's a woman. woman. Yeah, Chris, leave yeah. leave the, leave the you know that goodness. stuff out of it. The, the facts. The uh, and hopefully this week we're going to have some time. Uh, I didn't have time to put it together today, but I'm, I'm working on a few things. It's a, a biblical way to explain the you know the the uh, what the left will say is tolerance but their hatred for everything that they oppose but the the incessant need for you to tolerate what they believe you know how you used to hear uh people explain how christians act you know keep it out of my world keep it out of my face don't try to convert me i don't want to hear about jesus right it's the same way uh, only much much worse it's the same idea Um, instead of, you know, Christians trying to proselytize and convert other people by sharing their faith, these people are saying, this is our ideology if you don't like it you're a bigot, you're a racist you're a homophobe you're a sexist and basically saying you must conform to our belief system, otherwise you're intolerant, you're the problem you know you're the blankest whatever you want to fill in it, it, i mean it's right. so backwards um i agree it, it's like islam uh you know tolerate yeah. us being a part of your society and and once you do convert to our religion or die uh,
1: pretty much and that's very simply put very, very well very succinctly put anyway which leads me to something i want to talk about as well in sydney australia uh, christians are being advised to not wear crosses and uh to hide their religious faith, why? Because while riding the subway, uh, a group, a small group of, yeah. of Muslims, this gang shouted "F Jesus" and attacked a couple on a train. And you know, you, now they have transport officers, much like we've got the what do you what do you call them? Uh, transit authority police up here in 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 New York and large cities. They've got the the same in Sydney. Well, it's interesting because a group of four Middle Eastern men, or four men who appeared who had Middle or Middle Eastern appearance, went up to a couple, ripped a cross from a man's neck, stomped on it, said "F Jesus," and uh, just began beating them. And when it, when some other people tried to intervene, they got beat back by these Muslims. Meanwhile, the transit authority officers stood back and just didn't do anything. Probably because uh, I, I don't think they can be armed—at least not in Australia. And uh for so no, they can't. So that he, that. here's the answer. Now here's Australia's answer to this: well, Hide the crosses. Don't. I know. Don't. Don't talk about your religion. Hide the crosses. We certainly don't want to offend them are you out of your mind i mean what's next
2: you know uh, like hell suicide to avoid offending oh, i'm i'm sorry for existing and believing the way i do i i guess i'll just have to take myself <laughs> i got i, I, I got to tell you you
1: know i don't know how many people remember this it's on syndication right now uh folks one of my favorite programs back i don't know back in the what was it the early 2000s seems like just yesterday Boston legal. And, and Denny Crane had a character, the head lawyer. It was William Shatter. It was Denny Crane. Gun fanatic. Okay. Always had a gun on him. Uh, and he was always shooting people or shooting up his office or whatever. Okay. That's how we handle it. That's my view. Okay. Anyone gonna gonna rip across uh, now, now listen, I'm not saying you have to agree with me, and I'm not saying I'm a good Christian for, for doing this. But I'll tell you something. You lay your hand on me, you got a better than 50-50 shot of being shot. 50-50 chance of being shot. Let me clarify that. More than a 50-50 chance you lay your hands on me. Anywhere. Okay? Just saying. I see you. I don't care if you're black, white, red, orange, purple. I don't care if you're a lesbian, you know... Uh, a butch-looking guy or a butch-looking woman or a effeminate guy, you're you're beating on somebody because they're a Christian. Gotta tell you, gonna have to stop you. You got a better than fifty-fifty chance of being shot. Hey, I'm old. I confuse easy. <laughs> what are you gonna do? You know, I was talking to someone too. Today, oh, that there are alternative media sites They're afraid of losing their their empire. they they build up to tens of thousands, and hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars of empires. I say, you know what? I ain't got nothing to lose. And see, when you don't have anything to lose, you're not afraid to speak the truth,
2: right? What did you say? When you don't have nothing to lose.
1: You're not afraid to speak the truth? Ah! What are you gonna do? What are you gonna take from me? You're gonna take my, 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 you know, 2005, uh,
2: I'll tell you what, Ford? We can arrange some things to make your life a little bit less comfortable than it is now. You wanna go down there? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, the most, uh, dangerous person is the one like who has nothing left to I could lose. Snuff it out. That's the old saying, right? The most dangerous person is the, the, the one who has nothing left to lose. That's
1: right. That's right. Yeah, but, but see, I, I'm really, what are you going to do? Sue me? Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with that. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. <laughs> That's already been done. What are you going to do? Come after me? Oh, just a second. Stand in line. What are you gonna do? Send me a nasty email? Okay. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'll just say no. this. I'm not a, uh, anymore. Look, the gloves are off. The bets, all bets are off.
2: Yeah, uh you know we are. There's a narrative at play here. There's a, there's a
1: narrative in the mainstream media. Yeah, but by, wait a second. By the way. Y- and I get emails, okay? Don't, don't say, well, oh, quit interrupting Joe. I know I do. And I interrupt him all the time. But, so. but, 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 say, I gotta tell you something, okay? You mess with my dog or my wife, not necessarily in that order, or, or my family, I will, I will come after you. I, I guarantee you. I, that I promise you. Remember Nixon's old checker speech, checkers speech. You might come after him, but what are you gonna do when you catch him? Oh, I got that handled. Danny <laughs> Crane.
2: great. No, there's a, a whole lot going on the news, and, wow, we're already almost up against the break. You know, I don't know about you, but today's been moving so fast. I was just mentioning to Eric before the show that today has just flown by. Maybe it's the beautiful 70-some degree weather we have outside. I don't know. but uh, I guess right before the break, I'll take some time before we jump back into the news. I I uh I had a great weekend. I got to go out and get all the the fall foliage, all the leaves out of my gardens in the front and back, and uh, I had a great day working outside yesterday, so I got myself a little sun, and here in the studio, I know folks can't really tell, uh, but these lights up here that we have up here, they, all winter long, I've been commenting about how white I look. Did you see in the monitor there on the TV?
1: Hey, what's wrong with you?
2: We well, all have, I, I we, we have the, different uh, shadows. We have thought, weird shadows. I there. have a red face right now, uh, from the sun that I got this weekend. But it still looks, you know, it's the lighting. It's the lighting. Yeah. So, we'll have to do It's Eric's that. fault. But and I had Eric a, the a great, I hope everybody had a great weekend. And I got to, um, the whole reason I said that is because I started my garden. Uh, last year I didn't get a chance to do it. And this year I cleaned out a bunch of brush. I tilled the ground. Started planting my seeds.
1: I couldn't get them so. to mow the, the lawn, okay, <laughs> 18, 17, No, 16. but I got
2: to plant some, some carrots, some broccoli, um, some tomatoes. I planted about five or six different things. And from Texas Ready, I used the book, not the, the seed Bible, but I'll have to bring the book with me tomorrow because it's a it's a great book. It tells you what plants you should plant next to each other for maximum yield, when you should plant them Texas ready. Absolutely. And uh place to go. when it's harvest time, I'll bring my basket of fruits and vegetables in so everybody can see my first gardening attempt in From its finality.net. Yeah, yeah I'll and they've be been yeah, dead roots and <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, you know it you it can't they made it nicely. Um
2: with Texas Ready, the seeds come in these little uh capsules and my wife didn't know that there were seeds inside the capsules. She tried to them? plant the capsule. When I can see you know, that. I can see that. Happening. In yeah, folks, we're going to be right back yeah. after this. We're going to continue hitting news and current events, uh, and then next segment, next hour, Dane Wiggington from GeoEngineeringWatch.com is going to be our guest. Don't go anywhere.
4: Visit HagmanReport.com for the news and articles that matter most. Stay tuned. We will be right back.
5: In a thrilling series of novels, T.C. Joseph takes us into the lives of three families who struggle to maintain normal lives in a world where conspiracy theory and Bible prophecy collide. T.C. Joseph's viewpoint of alternative history and understanding of prophetic events will change your view of the world and the events on our horizon. Kirkus Review states, Readers of end times fiction will be hard-pressed to find it done more intriguingly than this. Extremely readable and fast-paced. Blue Wink Reviews boldly states, Fans of Tim LaHaye's Left Behind series and Tom Parada's The Leftovers will find this thought-provoking series absolutely riveting. Order your copies of T.C. Joseph's This Generation series from Amazon.com, Book 1, Precipice, Book 2, Pentecost, and Book 3, Penance.
1: back, folks, to this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report, as I said. Now, this is our new segment. So this is April 10th, Monday, April 10th, 2017. We do have some more news to get into. Specifically, did you see what happened? Joe mentioned this during the break uh, in um, the Christian services, the Palm Sunday services, suicide bombers, suicide bombers. I mean, it was a, a horrific video over the weekend, where was that in Egypt and Cairo? That's right. It, 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 the reason I said where was that, it could have been Paris, it could have been London, could have been New Jersey, right? Uh, seriously, yeah. But it was one of the bloodiest. If you watch it, you <laughs> yeah, Christian worshippers uh, celebrated Palm uh, Sunday.
2: We're targeted by ISIS terrorist suicide bombs. At least 27 were killed, and it's more than that. It's, uh, it's up to 50.
1: And they had to clear off the uh, security camera lens uh, with blood and body parts. Let me tell you. Over you 100 it, wounded. Yeah. Um, it's horrible. Yeah. And, and uh, to, to see the force. And this, uh, I would recommend people do watch this just to understand the the capabilities or, or the... I'll post the link in our YouTube. Yeah. Okay,
2: and the the uh, on Hagman report, I posted the article here yesterday. You can see
1: you can see the force of the blast, and people have to understand how how much of a of a people think well you know an explosion a, a suicide bomber how much damage could that do? Well, when you look at this particular suicide bomber, this Muslim terrorist, you'll understand because it's not it's not a pretty sight. He was Asian. Uh, Asian, okay, Asian, Muslim, whatever, it don't matter. Folks, uh Portion of Ice broadcast, as I mentioned, brought to you by ZipRecruiter.com. Support this show. Support our sponsors. If you're the one doing the hiring in your business, do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Well, we've used ZipRecruiter.com slash free trial. We've used them. Yes, we have. And we love it. Um Posting your job in one place is just not enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites, and now you can. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 200-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single quick click. And, you know, you can find candidates in any city, across the United States, any industry, anywhere. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. And, you know, if I can use it, anyone can use it. There's no juggling of emails or calls to your office. I like that part. You can quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person right away. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by Fortune 100 companies and thousands of small business and medium-sized businesses. And right now, if you're listening to the sound of my voice, you can post your jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. All you have to do is go to ZipRecruiter.com slash free trial. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free trial. Folks, one more time to try for free, and I would urge anyone looking to hire that perfect candidate to try for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash free trial. ZipRecruiter.com slash retrial. You can support this broadcast by supporting our sponsors. But as we were talking about earlier, the attacks against Christians are on the rise. We are, we are officially for Catholics in the Easter season, the Palm Sunday forward for, for all of Christianity. We do celebrate, of course, the crucifixion and the the, the, uh, Christ being crucified, being died, there, or di- died, being buried, and then rising, of course, on the third day. Sorry I screwed that up. I was trying to make it more poetic than I don't know what it needed to be. But, uh, you know, the Muslims right now have waged, or are waging, a war against Christians, and We saw the facilitation of this, and this is no small thing. The If you study post-World War II and you understand the communist infiltration in, in various areas of our government, including and especially the State Department, and you use that template for today with the Muslim infiltration into every agency, all of our intelligence agencies, the IT work is being done as George Webb famously and exquisitely points out, George Webb W E B B on YouTube. I'd suggest anyone, everyone, look him up, follow him, and hey, he even uh, mention that he, you heard him on our show, and go back and listen to him on our show. But the infiltration by the Muslims in, in our in our government is incredible. You've got Andre Carson, you've got, uh, you've got Keith Ellison two elected officials Muslims you've got representatives of the Muslim Brotherhood you've got Huma Abedin whose mother and father famously writing for the Muslim Brotherhood Journal and being part of Muslim Brotherhood and Muslim Sisterhood just imagine what had transpired during Hillary Clinton's tenure as Secretary of State uh, beyond what we know but the refugee invasion or the alien invasion of Muslims into this country, the midnight flights as Josh Tully had exposed on his radio program and on this program Um, and I'm amazed at how many people conservatives, so called self-professed conservatives well, you know no pictures, no story, no believe you Alright, then get off your, your fat butt and you go down there to the airport, wherever, and you do that job. Just saying. So I know it's so hard to believe that we have this invasion of Muslims in this country. It's just so hard to believe, right? But folks, the, these types of attacks, the pedestrian target attacks, we saw what happened overseas with the uh, vehicle attack again. Joe, you mentioned that. You mentioned the Cairo uh church attack. You're going to be seeing more of these. And, in fact, Inspire Magazine, some of the English language ISIS magazines, are publishing instructions to carry out these types of attacks. These are, hey, all you need is a car. You don't even need a gun. You don't even need a knife. Just get getting your, get your heavy-duty SUV. And if you don't have one, rent one, lease one, you don't have to take out insurance on it because you ain't bringing it back. And and just go down, mow down some people. This is what they, the Muslim population, this is what they're proposing. This is what we need to do. Or without any coordination, get some explosives, get some anti-personnel, shrapnel, nails, whatever's laying around the house. And, uh, go, go blow yourself up in front of the cathedral or, or train station or bus depot or s- sports stadium. This is what we're seeing. And, and you've got people like John McCain and regardless of what anyone would, anyone's saying, look, John McCain and Lindsey Graham and the warmongers in our own government have been supporting ISIS. People need to understand that. There's photographs of John McCain with Al Baghdadi and others, of course, that have been authenticated. But this is, we're supporting them over there. We're not stopping him from coming in over here. You know, it's just, this is what we have to, we have to kind of, um, we have to understand. That and this is why I'm a big proponent. If you're gonna go out and if you got a concealed carry permit, or let your conscience be your guide, but I'm gonna tell you something. Um I would I would urge everyone to be armed and ready to defend themselves and others in this environment in which we live. You know, there's something called uh the defense of necessity. Now think about this. Uh, I don't know how many people know about the defense the necessity defense. If you're charged with for example, if you break a law, you can always claim the necessity defense. Let me explain that just real quickly. In fact, let me look up the definition here. And I can give it to you. Because this I, I think this is important for people to I'm not advocating this. I'm not advocating anyone to break the law. But if you find yourself in a position where, uh, if you find yourself in a position, you'll know the position when you find yourself in that position. Here's what the necessity defense is. It's a defense that permits a person to act in a criminal manner. Listen to me carefully. A defense that permits a person to act in a criminal manner when an emergency situation, not of that person's own creation, compels the person to act in a criminal manner to avoid greater harm from occurring, think of it this way: say you're, uh, say you got, say you're armed and you got a personal carry permit, and you're walking by this, uh, I don't know this building that says absolutely no guns allowed. You know, you'd be charged with a crime if you bring a gun onto this under the premises and just over the line you see a guy raping and beating a woman a rape kidnapping i don't know either, you know what i'm talking about right you going to are you are you going to stop that or are you going to think twice because there's a sign there that says hey if i if i take my my gun across that line i'm going to get charged with a criminal offense no Gosh, no, I hope not. That is a necessity defense. And I know some Christians out there. And especially a couple a couple of these old crusty crustaceans in places I won't mention Mississippi. Let me uh, say this. That have a problem with this. Oh my goodness, how could you because if, if you're, you're at like that David point, the leading, Okay. If
2: you're standing there and I don't know, say I walk in the room, I walk in the studio, and uh Eric's beating on some homeless guy that wandered in. If I have to stop and think, I'm already far too far gone. If I see some kind of terrible injustice going on and I find myself wondering if I should get involved or not, I might as well just pack my bags and go home because you either act. I guess it would be the flight or fight. Fight or flight. If you see somebody, you know, that is being injured, whether it's a man beating his wife, whether it's. Well, but, but you know, even some, worse
1: than that, there are some Christians. I mean, on my
2: Taking it further, like a you know an attempted rape, right? Or right? I mean, at the at the the first second, your your mind comprehends what's going on. If you're not either on your way over there to stop it or running the other way, if you're standing there thinking, "Well, if I go and and, and stop this, am I going to get in trouble?" You're already gone. Okay. In my experience,
1: it, 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 that and I, I value that. That thank you for thinking that way because you look and this this is what's taking place right now with the C- uh, Center for Medical Progress, which no one's talking about this, where David DeLay and uh, Susan Merritt are being charged with fel- uh, fifteen felony counts. We've talked about this last week, yeah, uh, of, of wiretapping or. or Recording without consent, with all without all party consent. Well, talk okay. about a good case for jury nullification. Oh, exactly right, and there are some Christians, and honest to goodness, I I, I don't know how the Christians, the and I, and I say Christians because I am a Christian, I I can relate to this. I don't understand how some Christians can say, well, they ought not to have really done that, you know, pretended to be someone else. Okay, what in the hell is wrong with you? Are you, I mean, how mentally, spiritually, morally, intellectually bankrupt are you? Now, I, now look, I can accept that coming from, oh, I don't know, Cecile Richards from Planned Parenthood. But seriously? And, and Xavier Vicara, uh, uh, the former rep house of representatives or former, uh, prosecutor turned house of rep representatives or I'm sorry, the guy that filed the charges. Uh, where was I going with that except to say, I, I you know, I, I just, it, this is incredible. Did not file, not even considering filing charges on Planned Parenthood for, uh, no talking selling. about selling body parts like car parts and again the the problem here is not planned parenthood for the for for right some people i i i'm seeing writing and and talking no 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 the problem exists with uh with the hubris of the center for medical progress
2: absolutely they're the criminal organization they are the ones who broke the laws. They, through investigative journalism and exposing Planned Parenthood's uh murderous corruption and murderous behavior, yeah, yeah, they're not yeah. the bad guys. The, the the people exposing them are the bad guys. See, it, you it, know, it, killing babies that, is the law.
1: But see, okay, you can't have, and, and, and this is something I have to agree with. You, you can't have an immoral law or a law like that right. that's against the right. constitution. But you're right; that's the excuse or the pretext. It's it's abortion is legal. Well, really, it says who? And when you really take and this it's apart, not it's not legal. It I don't care legal. what the constitution no. says; it's not. Legal. You, you don't mean don't care the Supreme what the Court? Supreme Court says right, it's not legal. Right, it, so. It, th- there's a I mean, big hole, and we've talked about this before, but yeah. But the problem, but, but again, the problem is this: Why are you looking away from the sale of body parts, and not arresting or investigating Planned Parenthood? And this relates to Syria. How? Well, you know, you had a chemical weapons attack. Well, you it had twenty to the, children. The the, the right. furthering of the criminal enterprise, the legal.
2: What they've done is correct. Uh, these globalists have have. Uh, created special laws and rules for themselves and they are allowed, and even for people who want to commit uh, murder by abortion, and they, um, you know, create laws to, to protect things like that and in turn, they have created or bent the law in a way to stop people from exposing the crimes they commit, okay. just like fake news. But, but but hold, on, but hold on, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because th- this thing. is this
4: is
1: where my article comes in. Okay, you you had video and images of burned chemi- unborn babies that were chemically burned to death and dismembered, much like you had in Syria. The images from Syria and the images from Planned Parenthood are consistent with one another, except for the ages. And the fact that, um, okay. you know, and, and a thousand, uh, thousand uh, times more people die per day
2: with Planned right. Parenthood than with that right. chemical attack.
1: So if Donald Trump, okay, if the photographs of 20 children from Syria moved him so much that he spent $60 million, 85 million. or allegedly $85 million, okay, on uh, 60 crew, Tomahawk missiles into the base where this, uh, this attack ostensibly originated. Why not reserve, and I'm asking this question, why not reserve some sort of punishment for those who killed the unborn children? Legal you mean punishment. mean why not
2: launch those same tomahawk
1: missiles at well, the well, I didn't apparently? say that, of course. I did. Okay, yeah, you did. Well, you know, hey, isn't that, um, seriously, he could give them a okay? half hour warning like Putin. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, in that case, but 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 seriously, the the outrage and consider the outrage. Consider how twisted this is. You have the outrage by everybody over this by the chemical weapons used in Syria, but where's the outrage over the same type of injurious and deadly behavior? I shouldn't even say it's no, I mean, It's death. It's it's, it's the argument's burns. spot on. And what's even crazy? I
2: mean, what what's crazy about it is, say you're uh, outside of a Planned Parenthood, and there's a woman who's pregnant, uh, walking in to get an abortion, and you shoot her in the stomach. She lives. The ba- the the baby dies. You get charged. With you will get kill, charged uh, with murder. murder. Yep. Even though she could have been walking in the Planned Parenthood to murder her baby. That's right. So the when the <laughs> law suits these people, they will use it. And say, yes, that's a baby
1: that you killed inside of her. But when they want, you know, I just I just saw something here. Um, I rarely ever look at the at the uh, chat, but something just said uh, Trump cannot penalize criminalize abortion criminalize. because the Supreme
2: Court already made it legal. Yeah, first of uh, all,
1: that's a lie. That's a lie. The Supreme Court cannot. Okay, the Supreme Court cannot legislate anything. They cannot make right. law. They can interpret law, and when you go before a court, including the Supreme Court. The, the big lie here is regarding judicial supremacy. Mm-hmm. Just so you know, okay, it is between the parties of the action. It doesn't make the law or should not make the law, at least not according to our Constitution and our legal system for the entire country. Now, there, I know they are going to be attorneys attorney saying, oh, wait activism. a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Roe v. Wade, oh, you know. Th- no, no, no. Settle down and understand what the law says, all right? We accept it as such, but that's not what the, our, that's not what our constitution allows for. Or precedent with respect to the, it, well, precedent does, but, so abortion is not legal any more than homosexual marriage is legal. It's a perversion. Right. You cannot reconcile, if you can't reconcile the, uh, if you can't reconcile the action, with the constitution, the supreme court cannot, cannot create that activity out of full cloth or that legalization in quotation marks out of full cloth. And you cannot have a law that's antithetical to our Bible and the constitution It'd be the law of the land and judicial supremacy is nothing more than, a, than a, a piece of fiction. And do you want me to go on? You get the idea. Yeah. Absolutely. And,
2: um, you know, our, Society's so upside down and backwards; the morality has been eroded away, never to be seen again, unless we have a societal collapse. And there's a, a few areas I, I thought we could have went tonight in this first segment, in this first uh, hour, but we really didn't have time. So I just want to kind of get into some highlights. Sure. Um, going back to Brzezinski's book, "Totalitarian oh, yeah. Dictatorships and Autocracy." I just wanted to read this one part about education because Brzezinski does a great job in pointing out what it really is. Um indoctrination. from the inception. Absolutely it's in, it's uh indoctrination and he says so and he talks about the the larger the purpose for the education process is to utilize the propaganda for the efforts of the regime and in this part for the totalitarian uh, nature uh to continue to promote the ideology of the regime and or party. And the it, it goes on to say in this chapter, and I'm not going to read it all, he says the distinction between education and propaganda becomes increasingly blurred as far as the broadly moral and social fields of study are concerned. Education, like ideology, becomes an instrument in the hands of the regime and takes upon itself the definition of truth. Did you hear that? Yeah. It takes yeah. upon its it takes upon itself the definition of truth. It also goes on to say in order to be able to direct an educational system to respond um, to the regime's directives, it is necessary to organize uh, an official hierarchy. It also goes on to say what is more important in an educational system is uh, to be uh, is the notion that uh, human beings, of course, with the premise of the totalitarian emphasis on education is a long-range arm of propaganda. What they want to do is create a genuine enthusiasm for educational reforms for progressive education. And what they talk about and what it goes on to talk about here is how it's uh, child-centered and it is um, one of the most powerful tools to create the new uh, way of thinking for the citizen. And just like they say, you know, from cradle to grave. Um, this is one of the most powerful tools uh that they have is the education system to mold students to the totalitarian or regime's way of thinking. And again, you know, creating a truth. Creating a truth, not telling the truth, teaching the truth, teaching the history, teaching the right. you know, hey, pay the attention facts. to those words. It is to create their own truth. And there's so much more in that, but I know we don't have time. And an example, um, you know, I've heard it said that, um, if wars can be, if wars can be started by lies, then peace can be started with the truth. And when we look at the Syrian gas attack and we look at a lot of the wars that we've been into that have been based on false pretenses and on lies, Iraq, Afghanistan, Vietnam, uh World War II, you know, it goes on and on and on and on. Um, how many people remember uh what was the name of the uh, the secret operation that they were going to justify a military response against Cuba? In the, Oh, that in was the... um yeah, Phoenix, the uh Yeah, um... well they go on to talk about this in this report and they say um thanks for, for their oh, maybe, for their planning purposes i'm uh, thinking about that they want to get engaged in a war and they say since it would be desirable to use legitimate provocation as the basis for us military intervention in cuba instead we should use a cover or a deceptive plan Mongoose. and operation northwoods northwoods is and they list well they have they have lists here how to um establish a credible attack Start rumors one, uh, and then they go on from there to sink a ship, blame it on the enemy. Gee, where, where'd that happen? Huh. They talk about, um, you know, kidnapping dissident or kidnapping uh, diplomats to create a provocation for the other side, blow up an aircraft at an air base, and it goes on and on and on. But basically, what it boils down to is they want to start a terror camp, they wanted to start a terror campaign. Right against our own country, they even say they attack Florida. Sure, sure. Now, usually, you, you got to go back in time, though. Right, right. And this is just one example, Uh but there's there's pages of different. You know, how about we do this? How about we do that? All these, and and this is the the mo the modus operandi for the last fifty seventy years. That's right. They create a problem. They have the solution. It's like a Hegelian dialectic. Exactly. And it's all done through lies and deception. And when we have some more time, we're going to go over some more of this stuff in detail because this is the narrative we see today. And not only do we have this narrative of wars through deception, wars through lies for the purposes of money, uh, gathering and resource gathering and extermination of the people, we now have, you know, this new liberal insanity. Lock and uh, load. The, you know, hate tolerance, the tolerance hate. You tolerate what I am and what I believe, otherwise you're a bigot and you have no right to live. Justification for extermination. And I say again, lock and load. We'll be right back with Dane Wigginton, geoengineeringwatch.com. Don't go anywhere, it's going to be a great next hour.
1: but a Bing, you're charging irrechargeable your batteries. Super GMAG chargeable is affordable. It's lightweight, weighs about 8 ounces. It's durable. It's EMP-proof. And it's environmentally friendly, yeah, that it is. It'll provide safe and convenient power for recharging uh, six AA batteries off the grid. When other power sources aren't available anywhere, anytime, in any weather, day or night, go to GreenInnovative.com. That's GreenInnovative.com. Was fully self contained for clean storage and transport because it's so efficient. It cuts down on your wood gathering and processing chores to a tenth what would be required if cooking the old fashioned way over and open fire. So don't rely on gas or fuel stoves. Prepare your family, prepare for yourself. Order a Minuteman rocket stove today. It's going to make bad times much better, folks. Minuteman stove.com. stove.com. Need I say more?
2: you should have a minute man the survival stove in an ammo
3: for investors timberland has become the symbol of safety global tropical timber demand continues to surge as the world's population increases the need for managed sustainable timber production forests has never been greater when stock markets crash Trees keep growing. Direct ownership of fully managed tropical timberland acreage is now available to accredited investors. Prime, valuable hardwood groves close to the beautiful Costa Rican border generate and maintain superior long term wealth. Consider visiting our forest plantations.
1: This edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. So glad you're joining us. Thank you so much for your belief and your trust in us. You know, a lot of things seem to be taking place. So just look up. What do you see? You know, compare what you see in the skies, a uh, clear day, the Leavens <laughs> by aircraft. Compare that to, I don't know, 50 years ago. When you watch shows like Ponderosa or Mon Bonanza or something, you know, where you see the big skies. You know, that's just one example. People say, well, you know, I'm really not sold on chemtrails, right? Okay. Despite the fact that there are patents out there for, you know, the aircraft
2: leavings. Hey, I don't see... uh I'm not sold on Fukushima. I don't see the radiation
1: pouring into the, there you go. To the atmosphere. Right? Well, and speaking of radiation, folks, in enhancing your health, protecting your privacy and data, I would urge everyone to visit BlockitPocket, B-L-O-C-K-I-T, BlockitPocket.com, blockit BlockitPocket.com. If you want to be protected, if you want to protect your health, for example, um, from the radiation from the cell phone, and studies have proven that There's a higher incidence of of brain tumors and such when you have your cell phone up against your ear. Visit blockitpocket.com for the solution. You can protect your data and your privacy when your phone or your tablet, your computer's not in use. You can use uh, the Block It Pocket or Block It pocket to use your phone safely with minimized radiation. You can enhance your health and protect your body with the Block It Blanket. I mean, there's so many products that this company has. We're so proud to to uh, be able to talk about their products. We use all of the products from a Block It Pocket and we like them. Folks, visit BlockItPocket.com and get your answer today. To how you can protect yourself from harmful radiation, how you can protect your data, and, uh, check them out. See, go to their website, blockitpocket.com, and check out how it works, and, and definitely let them know you heard about them on the Hagman and the Hagman Report. Our guest now is Dan Wigington. His website, geoengineeringwatch.com. He's been on our show before. Joe, kick it over to you. Uh, yes, he has, and it's, uh, it's great to
2: have him back. Folks, go to geoengineeringwatch.org, that's oh, geoengineeringwatch.org, dot dot org. and there, bookmark um, Mr. Wingington's site. There is so much there from current events, uh, geoengineering information, climate, what's going on with the climate, so much more, and you can get links there to uh, his, the YouTube channel, the social media sites, and everything in between. With that, uh, Mr. Wingy, back. welcome back to the Hagman and Hagman Report.
0: Thank you, guys. Thanks for uh, being willing to continue addressing this incredibly dire issue that the public is still not fully aware of. Well,
1: uh, Dane, go ahead and make them aware and, and start wherever you want to start. The time is yours, my my friend.
0: Well, I also want to feel any questions you guys have, but I'll lead back up to what you, you mentioned on the intro that the, the condensation trail lie is should be considered one of the biggest lies ever perpetrated on populations all over the globe. And I would ask people not to believe me on that, but to challenge their sense of reason. You can't turn a condensation trail on and off or stop it like it was cut with a knife in the atmosphere. We have film footage of all this. We have up-close photographs of retrofit nozzles mounted on the pylons aimed directly into the exhaust stream to make this look like, quote, condensation. We know the physics of a high-bypass turbofan jet engine, which is all commercial carriers and all military tankers. Jet-powered fan designed for fuel efficiency, 85% of the air that moves through that engine is non-combusted by design, nearly incapable of producing a condensation trail, except under the most extreme and rare circumstances. So, again, I would challenge people not to believe me, but to simply look up and ask yourself, how can you have grid patterns in the sky one day and nothing the next? How can you have jets passing over during the daytime, and in, in many locations, we'll see them leaving horizon-to-horizon horizon trails, same location, same day, and at night, often we'll see planes leaving nothing at the same time, or or during the same time of the day, rather, we can see one jet leaving a trail from horizon-to-horizon, horizon, and if you're at a spot where you can hear and, and notice the jets going over that are leaving nothing, people need to challenge their sense of reason. How could you have one aircraft leaving a trail from horizon-to-horizon and horizon, the other aircraft leaving nothing? And bottom line, as you guys correctly stated, we have patents for this. We have Senate documents, 750 pages long, presidential documents. We have every science institution on the planet discussing this issue front and center. Every government all over the globe discussing this issue front and center. All saying we have to do it. We must do it. We're going to need to do it, but none of them admitting it's already going on, because once the population finds out they've been a part of a grand and lethal experiment without their knowledge or consent that's highly toxic and has done irreparable damage to themselves, their children, their health, and the environment, I think we're going to have people in the streets with their pitchforks and torches, guys.
2: Well, I wish you were. I, I wish you were correct with the pitchfork and torches. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think that will happen until uh, you know the creature comforts are taken away, such as the internet, the TV, and people's ability I would agree with to. You on that. Yeah, and I, you know,
0: I, the... I put you on that, but that point is very close. I and mean, when people understand how much of a part this issue played in that happening. I think at that moment, uh, I I would agree with you completely. This is Doug, right? It's hard for me to hear is, where I'm at.
2: No, this is Joe. Uh oh,
0: Joe, I'm sorry, Joe. I didn't know if it was you or Doug. Uh, Joe, you know, I would agree with you completely on that point. But I would argue that that window is very close. I mean, people certainly will stay in their apathy until the last possible moment. No argument. But when they when their health wanes and their their bubble is popped from an imploding environment and there's nowhere to run, nowhere to hide, and they realize that we're at the end of the paradigm that they have known. At that point, I think we may see the forced wake-up of populations.
1: Dane, for those people who might be hearing about this for the first time, which I can't believe it, but if you are, okay, thanks for joining us. Here's what we want to know. Who, what, when, where, why, and how? basically. okay. I mean, and I know that's like, why are you talking about? Shut up, Doug. But no, if you can, uh, Dan, if you can address that. When did it start? What is it? Why are they doing it? And so on. Who's doing it? Can you just give us a kind of a cliff notes version of that?
0: Absolutely. I'll give you the quick rundown. Let's start with this. For those in this issue, it's imperative for legitimacy and credibility to use the science terms. When people go to research this issue, they use the chemtrails term, Although that term is descriptive and many like to use it, it's counterproductive to our cause because they search that term, the first thing they come to is conspiracy theory and hoax from official sources because there's no science basis for that term, even though it accurately describes what we see. If we stick to climate engineering, geoengineering, solar radiation management, those types of terms, we find hard science. But who, what, when, where? Who all roads lead back to the central bankers? all roads they control militaries they control countries and they certainly control climate engineering now if we look back at the time frames of these programs they were deployed at a large scale in about 1945 and we have senate documents to confirm that as of that time the US government admitted it was the primary global weather modification nation at that time we'll publish that document again in fact your your listeners can search geoengineering massive senate document and they'll find our site where the original ones to post that document and they'll find highlighted excerpts so they don't have to trudge through 750 pages but they'll find highlighted excerpts that will shock them the stated purpose the why The primary stated purpose is solar radiation management, to slow down a runaway greenhouse effect. And if we look at data leading up to 1945, governments around the globe were certainly aware that we had a problem on our hands. And this was their stated means of trying to hide that problem. It's not mitigation. It's simply a way to try to hide it from populations as long as possible, to keep business as usual as long as possible. And, and this is very important, weather warfare. Because any form of climate modification should be, must be, considered a form of weather warfare. There are always massive downstream consequences from intervening with Earth's natural systems. So while they're trying to paint this now, today, as some sort of benevolent program, which couldn't be further from the truth, to try to mitigate climate disintegration, we know from 70 years of data... And not only have these programs not mitigated the climate disruptions we see, they're exacerbating them radically. Why would we expect otherwise? Now they're too committed to what they have done to turn back. So what they do is to continue doubling down. And we have weather modification, historical weather, or weather warfare instances all throughout this history, back to 1945, Project Popeye in Vietnam. We have uh, Project Storm Fury. We have incidences recently. Every time a country shows resistance to U.S. policy, they're immediately wiped out with weather disasters. And when we know they have the kind of sway over the weather system that they have, and we can see what they're doing on satellite imagery, we can, We have images, guys. That I'm not sure if you've seen, but I would I would encourage your listeners to search Geoengineering Watch NASA satellite imagery they'll see satellite images that leave no question at all that massive climate modification is going on. These photographs are shocking. You don't need to know anything about meteorology. And we have this type of proof to such a degree that there can be no reasonable doubt at this point that these programs are real, ongoing. It's about power and control, ultimately. But there are many, many aspects to this, many layers to it, Many objectives to it, and that's important for your listeners to understand. Also, you can't try to put this in a single box. There, there are a great complexity of things going on at once.
2: Yes, there are, and you know, th- just to give some people a, a brief history, uh, cloud seeding is, is something that we hear of. Uh, you know, weather modification. In 1977, the UN. Uh, the United Nations General Assembly Resolution 31-72 um, prohibited the uh, the military or any other hostile use of weather modification techniques. That's back in 77. So when you have the United Nations issuing uh, a resolution for, uh you know, basically the banning of weather wars, it shows that they had the capabilities back then. Now there's countless number of articles. Same, I mean, these these people will deny the chemtrailing. They'll say, you know, oh, it's just ice crystals in the plane coming off the back of the plane. And as you said, uh, Dane, you know, one day there will be hundreds of them in the sky. The next day there won't be any. Um, So it doesn't explain, you know, what's really going on there. But from from cloud seeding for the purposes of creating or or stopping rain. What we have now, admitted by the government, and there's patents out there, as you said, there's proof out there, as you said, the U.S. federal government has admittedly not only been cloud seeding with the intentions of, of manipulating weather, they've been spraying toxic heavy metals into the atmosphere for the purposes of of what they say are you know, to reflect the sunlight back on into space in order to lower CO2 levels, as they say. Now, that's admitted, and that's been admitted for years. At the same time, they will deny... Chemtrails. For whatever reason, it's like Pizzagate. Uh, you know, the Pizzagate story with, with, uh, Comet Ping Pong Pizza, they say has been debunked, whatever. That doesn't mean there's not an international child sex trafficking ring going on, you know, at the highest levels. Same thing with the, the, uh, weather modification and the chemtrailing. Just because they have, you know, demonized the word chemtrailing doesn't mean that they're not, uh, you know, creating weather modification through the spraying of heavy metals into the atmosphere.
0: Let me back up on that a little bit, if I may. First, the uh, to add to the list of things they're doing in the atmosphere, they're they're ionizing the atmosphere, they're making it more electrically conductive. That's for over the horizon radar, for ground based radio frequency microwave transmitters like HARP that heat the atmosphere, that create high and low pressure zones, that steer the jet stream. So there's all these aspects going on. Back to the terms again, just to reiterate so people understand why those terms are important. I agree with you completely that the Kim Trails term is very, very descriptive. It's an, it, it's an accurate term for, uh, from a layman's standpoint. We're playing chess in this game. We're absolutely playing chess and semantics do matter. So when you're dealing with media or any official agency, they are trained and told to walk away when someone uses that King Trails term, but if you use the geoengineering term, climate engineering term, solar radiation management term, they can't walk away so easily. They can't marginalize you so easily at all, and they don't like that. So we're playing chess. In regard to what the climate engineering programs are sold as, what they're trying to mitigate, it's not to lower CO2, because these programs can't have anything but a negative effect in that regard. When you have aircraft that burn one gallon Per second, in the case of KC-135s, that adds an unimaginable amount of of greenhouse gas to the atmosphere. What the stated purpose is to mask the effects of the greenhouse gas buildup. At the same time, while they're shredding the ozone layer, and we know that they're shredding the ozone layer. In fact, while I'm on that subject, the Watch.org is working directly with a former NASA avionics engineer that has historically done work on the ozone layer for NASA is working directly for us now with metering equipment we supplied him, and based mathematically on his current calculations, his current readings, if we remain on this trajectory, we're looking at a total ozone layer collapse by 2025. It's already unimaginably damaged. We're seeing staggering levels of UV radiation on the planet. Without an ozone layer, terrestrial life on planet Earth is done. And that's how severe our situation is right now. So climate engineering, back to what I stated earlier in the show, as they've used these programs for ultimately for purposes of power and control and to mask the severity of damage done while doing yet more damage, the more damage they do, In their mind, the more they have to ramp up these programs to hide the damage done, inflicting even more damage. I I hope that that scenario makes sense. In regard to the CO2 situation, I realize there's a lot of people who have been convinced that the more the better, it's wonderful, it's plant food, we need it. That's all true. We do need it, and it is essential, but too much is not helpful. And this is not about taking sides with Al Gore. I'm not an Al Gore fan. But his hypocrisy is mind-numbing to me that he can make the kind of film he made and, and own stock in the very companies he claimed to be fighting. But we have oceans that are acidifying so radically right now that the marine life is 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 dying off in mass. And we have other factors as well. We have Fukushima, as you guys so correctly mentioned. We have the U.S. Navy using what's left of our marine ecosystems for practice for everything from depleted uranium to other types of explosives, munitions, chemicals. I mean, they're using the ocean for an absolute toxic ballistic waste dump. Uh, It's a wonder anything's alive. But on top of that, we have the shredded ozone layer that I mentioned, which is now producing such intense UV, it's slaughtering global plankton. Global plankton populations are down some 50 to 60 percent. Plankton produce more than half of Earth's oxygen content. It's the base of the food chain. That food chain is collapsing. The oceans are superheating. We're seeing stratification or layering of the ocean. They're not mixing anymore. That's related to climate engineering. And this is very important. We're seeing, because of that heating, we're seeing thawing and releasing formerly frozen methane hydrates on the seabed. And the methane issue is what your listeners should consider, much more than CO2. Methane is exponentially more powerful a greenhouse gas over a 10-year time horizon from 100 to 120 times more powerful. And we have methane fields in the Arctic alone that contain enough methane in those reservoirs, if fully released, would cause a Permian style mass extinction on our planet 100 times over. So climate engineering is making all of this worse, not better.
1: Okay. Okay. Now, I'm just curious. You said you mentioned the methane field in the Arctic, I believe. Could that, is there something in the Antarctic that's attracting the attention of all kinds of Uh, you know uh, high officials Um, yes or is that is that related to what you're referring to or what you're talking about or is this what do you know about that
0: although methane fields are now appearing methane releases are happening in Antarctica as well and those reservoirs were not recognized until recently we appear to have massively powerful ground based radio frequency microwave transmission centers in Antarctica we can see that the radio frequency signature in places like New Zealand and other locations and the radio frequency transmissions have very very dire capabilities so when we see and I want I want to refer this to very hard data from known recognized sources so that people don't roll their eyes and walk away without doing some legitimate investigation when we see the combination of ground-based radio frequency transmissions focused on a particular Location in Earth's strata. They can bounce these signals off the atmosphere because the atmosphere has been made more reflective, electrically conductive. And when we see these signals centered in a particular location, for example, as occurred before the Haiti quake and before the Japanese quake, we have institutions like MIT stating on the record that they, they monitored Unexplainable and radical atmospheric heating directly above the epicenters in those locations and others in the days prior to the quake. Now, we have science institutions that are paid to try to explain things away, trying to somehow connect the atmospheric heating with the pressure in the seismically sensitive zone. That's backwards. That's exactly backwards. The atmospheric heating over those zones which is the signature of the reflection of that signal from the reflected atmosphere being aimed back down into Earth's strata in a seismically sensitive zone. And it heats those zones, what happens guys, when you put something in the microwave and you crank it up long enough, It it explodes. And when you create that kind of heating with microwave transmissions in a sensitive seismically sensitive zone, bad things happen. Just like with tracking, bad things happen when you when you start to interfere with Earth's strata. So we have some very diabolical aspects to this that we can go on into for a long time. Back to Antarctica. Again, we see a lot of seismic activity in New Zealand. We saw in 2011, U.S. diplomats left, were told to leave New Zealand, and they did, hours before a devastating quake hit Christchurch, and that was on a day they were scheduled for meetings there. They, without explanation, packed up, picked up, and left. The last quake we just had in New Zealand, John Kerry was there only hours before that quake happened and left. Is this all a coincidence? And for those who don't think that this kind of activity is possible, how many people would have thought that I could be talking to you right now on a box 1,000 or 2,000 or 3,000 miles away, If we went back 100 or 150 years, people would have thought that was impossible. Splitting the atom was impossible. How many things would they have thought are impossible, but in fact, the data says otherwise. And we have institutions like MIT stating this on the record. So these ground-based microwave transmitters can not only heat the atmosphere, they appear to be able to, in the right area under the right circumstances, trigger seismic activity.
1: It's amazing. but but It's true. I mean, it. (laughs) Okay. And I want to just go back as well to the beginning of your presentation or beginning of your time with us. Just allow me to reiterate how important language is. And I want to second your, um, admonition for people to use the correct terminology or use at least different terminology to, to move away from chemtrails, at least understanding that that draws condemnation right or wrong, it does. Um, whereas uh, climate engineering, solar radiation management has a whole different appeal and feel to it. So thank you for setting us straight on that. And I think it, I think it's very important to really get people to start using the correct terminology.
0: It can't be marginalized and, and if your listeners want to see the degree to which the power structure in mainstream media wants to force us to use that term, if they search my name, if they search Dane Wigginson David Packman, if you guys know David Pacman as a mainstream media hitman in my interview with David Packman, they will be astounded at that being his primary goal was to force me to use that term, which of course I refused to do and he became frustrated partway through the the interview. But that is a a glaring red flag of just how badly they want us to stick to that term. So the semantics do matter. And aside from all the complexities of some of the the issues or some of this issue that I have just outlined, for most people, if they really understand or at the point they understand that what they see being sprayed in our skies settles to the air column where every single one of us is inhaling it and absorbing it, it's bioaccumulative. It's building up in our systems. This is a fight for life. Nothing less.
1: Folks, we're talking with our guest, Dane Wingington, geoengineeringwatch.org. He's got a, the, to me, he's got the equivalent of a PhD in geoengineering. And um, he's done the research and has all of his facts together. You can tell. And his website, geoengineeringwatch.org, is the the premier website for information of this type um go ahead uh keep going i don't want to just for the listeners out there and, and dane for you we are going to uh forsake our bottom of the hour break i want to thank our network uh Global Surveyor network for allowing us to do that and uh we're just going to blow right through to the close of uh this hour with you so uh, pick up wherever you want to pick up and address whatever you think is necessary
0: well, I want, to, I want to elaborate on what you you mentioned about my involvement in this issue so your listeners understand why am I involved. I have a background in solar power. I formerly worked for Bechtel Power Company, and that's a nefarious company like Halliburton. I left at a very young age because of what I saw in that company. I did not want to become like those I saw. But with my background in, in that industry, and I built a, a very large off-grid home in Northern California. It was on the cover of... of Home power, the world's largest renewable energy magazine. I expected to have skies that could produce solar power with my my new off-grid home. And immediately I noted that I was losing on some days where these aircraft trails were standing and obscuring the sunlight. I was losing on some days with no natural clouds cover whatsoever, I was losing 60, 70, and 80% of my solar PV uptake, my photovoltaic uptake. And that simply cannot be condensation. Absolutely positively is is not, it's, it's an impossibility. So I began to do my research, was shocked at the data that I discovered on the geoengineering solar radiation management subject. And again, the express goal of solar radiation management is to block the sun. I had hoped that this wasn't what it appeared to be. I began to test my precipitation, hoping, praying, that I would not find the primary elements named in climate engineering patents in my rain, which would prove it was in the air column, which would prove that this is exactly what it appeared to be. I was dismayed that an initial lab test defined seven parts per billion of aluminum. I consulted with a hydrogeologist who made it clear to me that I should have less than one PPB, if anything at all, and... It went downhill from there. My subsequent rain tests over the next year and a half went as high as 3,450 parts per billion of aluminum in a single rain test. That's highly toxic rain. That's an escalation of almost 50,000% from an initial baseline test that was already high. I was forced to face the fact that this was absolutely going on in skies above us. It was raining down on everything. Again, bioavailable materials that are bioaccumulative, building up not just in me, but in the ecosystem itself the ramifications are absolutely beyond cataclysmic, what does one do? When you know this is going on, you understand the totality of what's happening, that this is an existential threat. How can you not face this? And whatever other challenges people are focusing on right now, and we have an immense amount of hypocrisy, again, in the environmental communities that are focusing on a a fish here, a frog there, a butterfly somewhere else, and although I care about all those issues, how much will that matter if the entire planet goes down? And that's what we're talking about right now. If they destroy Earth's protective atmosphere, if they irreparably contaminate the soils, game over. And so I would challenge any environmentally minded person, focus on the hole in the bottom of the boat. Don't play shuffleboard on the deck. Focus on the fact that the boat is going down and we'll all go with it if we don't, if we don't plug this hole. And we have many other challenges to face, I like grant. But if, Earth life Earth life support systems are damaged beyond any recovery at any time frame that matters. That's the end of the road.
2: Yeah, and, and you know the hypocrisy. You're you're exactly right. Um, they'll sit here and and you know um, lay a guilt trip on us, telling us our carbon footprint is too big and we're the main cause of of man made global warming. At the same time, they'll you know uh, turn around and and spray these heavy metals into the air that affect our health uh, and affect the very atmosphere that they're destroying, the very atmosphere they're claiming to protect. Um, It is hypocrisy at its finest, and uh, I came across one of your articles just doing some preliminary research on this uh, from 2014, the government-coordinated chemtrail conspiracy continues unabated. But again,
1: I just want to remind you and everyone else. Let's let's use the proper term. Although that's in the article, let's use the proper terminology to, to get more mileage. And,
0: that that term, yeah. article may have been from a former webmaster as well. We have there's about two thousand articles plus on our site. It's a data repository, we have uh, no ads, no politics. So there may be some other articles that, that got by my attention at at a certain point in time, but. The hypocrisy. If I could elaborate on that a bit more, and let's let's put this in a very simple context for the environmentalists or anybody on any any side of the fence. Let's make this point perfectly clear: you cannot have a legitimate discussion about the environment or especially the climate or the state of the climate without first and foremost addressing the largest mathematically the, the largest climate disrupting factor of all. Not the only factor by any means. We've been poor stewards of our planet. But the largest disrupting factor of all, mathematically, is climate engineering. So how can anyone who claims to care about the environment think they're having a legitimate discussion about the climate unless or until they address this issue first?
1: Exactly. And I do want to say that the article that you just posted, uh, what was it, uh, Saturday maybe? Friday, Saturday, something like that. Uh, so, uh, the Geoengineering Watch Global Alert News, April 8th, two th- 2017. Interesting indeed. Um you reference Obama, Bush, Clinton, of course, and Trump in this. Uh, you talk about Syria, the, the Syria situation, and many things. If you want to kind of expand upon that, I think, I think that would fit well within the context of our programming today. Um, If if, uh, you want to do that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'll I'll lead this into climate engineering because it's all connected. The environment has historically produced 75% of all global GDP for free. No more. No longer. So no matter how much they fictitiously pump up the stock market to pacify people, to make them think the retirement accounts are still intact, and somehow everything will work itself out, that's not the case. And at the point in time that those in power can no longer hide the severity of what's unfolding, the fact that the current paradigm is not sustainable, it's imploding, and that what they have done, climate engineering in particular, has prevented the planet from positively responding to the damage done. Let's look at the carbon content. We've had eras in Earth's history where the CO2 levels were significantly higher than they are today. And during those periods, we had often thriving ecosystems. Now, the the Pliocene epoch, 5.2 million years ago, we had carbon counts considerably higher. We had a thriving western U.S., not a droughted-out, dying western U.S. We also had sea levels that were 100 feet higher. That's a problem for civilization. So, again, back to their attempt to hide the severity of what's unfolding. That's part of why they're, they're shading... The more wealthy countries and, and guys, I'm not sure if you see, saw that I posted about a week and a half ago data that reflected that globally the first world militarized nations are warming at a much slower pace than the poorer nations. Now, how can that possibly be without climate engineering? So we have an attempt again to hide the severity once unfolding and in the, in the meantime doing a tremendous amount more damage had they not done climate engineering for the last seven-plus decades on a large scale. The forests, because of increased rainfall, you must have more rainfall on a warming planet unless you have climate engineering, which blocks the sun, which thwarts evaporation, which reduces wind, which again reduces evaporation. Short of climate engineering, you would have forests around the globe that, because of these changes, would actually be thriving. They would be uptaking more carbon. They would be reducing atmospheric carbon. But because of climate engineering, because of the shredded ozone layer, because of the toxified soils, we have a completely disrupted hydrological cycle. We have more dry lightning because we have an ionized atmosphere. It's more electrically conductive. We have the worst of of all aspects. We have forest foliage that's covered with aluminum, barium, and other heavy metals. These are incendiary dusts. From every direction, climate engineering is completely disrupting the planet's natural life support systems. So we're back to the power structure having committed us all to this experiment from no return, and we know they do this. This is business as usual. When they detonated nuclear bombs initially, they really didn't know what the chain reaction would be. Then they went on to detonate hydrogen bombs in the magnetosphere, and data indicates there's still ramifications from that today. These people are not sane. And for those who would say they would never do this to themselves, That excuse simply does not hold water. How many things have those in power done to themselves already? And as you guys correctly mentioned, Fukushima. Fukushima is a nuclear volcano with no technology to fix it, no end in sight. Fukushima may eventually cause a demise of huge sections of the planet, if not the whole planet, if other aspects don't get us first, and they're building 60 more nuke plants right now. We're not dealing with sanity. We have enough nuclear weaponry to kill mathematically human life on Earth about 12,000 times over, not dealing with sanity. So people need to look through a clear lens. They need to stop living on ideology, bias, and preconception and understand that if we continue to interfere with Earth's life support systems and climate engineering being mathematically the greatest and most immediate threat we face short of nuclear cataclysm, we don't deal with that, nothing else will matter.
1: Very interesting, and I know that you addressed this in your article on your website. A couple of, uh, well, a number of, uh, emails to the studio. Wanting to know your take, your opinion, whether Donald, President Donald Trump, number one, knows about the, um, the uh, process of climate engineering using aircraft. Number two, has the power to stop it. And three, if he does or doesn't, Why hasn't he taken steps to do so, or or has he?
0: I sort of skipped over that when I I got going to try to lay this out. I apologize for that. Let's talk about Mr. Trump. Yes, he knows. There's no question he knows. A retired U.S. Air Force major general that I've been communicating with and working with directly for a year and a half, held a meeting in his home with Trump's top campaign people and Carson's top campaign people about a year and a half ago. They were all given materials supplied by geoengineeringwatch.org, very comprehensive materials, inarguable materials, inarguable proof of this issue. And what do we see happening? And as an article I published about two weeks ago, making clear that Trump's appointees are absolutely 100% in favor and supportive of geoengineering, and when I point out that type of criticism, I'm careful to make sure people understand the case is true with Obama's, Clinton's, Bush's, and everyone else going all the way back to the start of these programs in the mid-1940s, and we have the congressional documents to prove this. We have congressional documents, Senate documents to prove collusion between competing nations like Russia. China and the U.S. cooperating, completely cooperating on this issue. Whatever other visible surface tensions there are between these nations, they are absolutely completely cooperating on the climate engineering issue because they're all doing it, they're all covering for each other, they're all doing it for their own reasons, and there's because of the cross-border ramifications, they have to cooperate, and the Senate documents speak of this cooperation. And your listeners can look at this and look at, they can read these statements for themselves. that even as of 1978, when this particular document was drafted, it names 12 federal agencies, 10 major universities. Climate engineering is a global Manhattan project. And to explain to your listeners as well, the difference between climate engineering and localized regional weather modification programs, completely different animal. In fact, the localized weather modification programs are simply a red herring to distract people from what's really going on. So when you see a small single-engine propeller-driven plane with some flares strapped to the wings, that's simply a distraction. Compare that to a KC-35 that uh, can carry 60 to 70 tons, KC-10, C-17 Globemaster. We're talking about massive payloads. The world's most recognized geoengineer, David Keith, they specifically have named on the record a goal. This is on film. By the way, your listeners can look at this. I would challenge them to search my name and David Keith. Search Dane Wigginton, David Keith, and you'll see me confronting Dr. Keith at an international geoengineering conference where he truly misstepped with what he said. As he admitted after he stated on the record that their goal was to put 20 million tons of aluminum nanoparticulates, and this is a staggering amount of material, it's it's incomprehensible. But that was their goal annually, to put that much in the atmosphere. And when I confronted him, he admitted on the record that they have done no toxological studies whatsoever. They do not care about the consequences. So back to Trump, I would argue this, that... He, like Obama, like Bush's, like Clinton's, is on the end of a leash of the military industrial complex. And we're back to what's happening in Syria right now. Ultimately it all comes down to resources. It all comes down to what I started to go into and didn't quite finish up in that my fault. I I, I didn't quite wrap that up. When we have the type of biosphere implosion going on, we have the military industrial complex desperate for resources. Now we're back to Syria. We're back to the grand chessboard. The stated on the record goal by Brzezinski, going back to Johnson, stating that to topple the Middle Eastern countries was the objective. We have Wesley Clark, a week after 9-11. Guys, you remember this when Wesley Clark stated that he was told a week after 9-11 he was given a list of countries that were going to be taken down. Do you guys remember that?
1: Absolutely. Uh,
0: so this is all part and parcel of the quest for remaining resources while they know the biosphere is imploding, back to back to climate engineering which is accomplishing many many things for them not only does it allow them to win a war against a country without firing a shot and i i alluded to that earlier we have pakistan in 2010 started to show resistance to us policy immediately their country was was laid waste with record flooding we have thailand 2011 refused the u.s an airbase they knew us for weather modification record flooding again We have we have other countries that are in that same category. There's always a climate cataclysm for any country that doesn't toe the line. And and that same business as usual is going on right now. It's going on right now because in the Middle East we had the leaders of Iran. Your listeners can also look this up because I never ask anyone to believe me. I ask them to investigate. The leaders of Iran have been on the floor of the UN stating on the record that NATO, U.S.-NATO weather modification programs were droughting out their countries. Let's look at all the Middle Eastern countries that have been toppled. And this is where I'm leading this into climate engineering. Could we really consider it a mathematical coincidence when every single one of those countries went through a once in 1,000 year drought prior to the destabilization? Can we really think that's a coincidence? No.
1: <laughs> Hardly. Wow.
0: So that, that, that alone, happy-
1: I, I mean, that alone should, should speak volumes. Okay, <laughs> so if President Donald J. Trump knows, like you say he does, and I believe that he does, yet it continues, you're saying he's held hostage on a leash by the military industrial complex, basically, is what, is what I'm hearing. Why not just, would, why, why would, not just, I'm just curious, why not call a news conference and say, you know, uh, uh, yeah. That's good good evening, uh, you know, ladies and gentlemen, citizens of the United States. Here's what's going on. Kind of a state of the union, union, non-union address.
0: If if Mr. Trump had any such intention, I don't know that he does one way or the other. I I can't claim to know what his motives are. Ultimately, as I couldn't claim that with Obama or. Or clintons with arrest we certainly know that these are all criminals i'm speaking about Uh, you couldn't begin to count the clinton's crimes could we i mean why why aren't they in jail why hasn't trump followed (laughs) through with that as well so i would i would argue that all of this is just a grand play as convincing as it might be for one side or the other how many people were convinced that obama was something different was he obama that prosecuted more whistleblowers than all other administrations combined Clinton's. We don't even need to go there. I think most people know have some idea of the length of their crimes, going back how far. I would argue that the entire office of the presidency is simply a grand facade, and anybody who's put in there has been put in there by those in power. However convincing it may be, and I know that there's there may be infighting in the power structure, but certainly the criminal corporate media, which I'm I'm very grateful for, men like yourselves that are trying to get the truth out, because we see from CNN uh, to MSNBC to Fox maybe they they portray a different light on some things but ultimately all of them in one way or another towing the line for the power structure and they were attacking Mr. Trump I don't argue that but what happened as soon as Trump started dropping bombs they stopped their criticism and got right behind him and ultimately this is all what we would expect from the power structure and I want to stress this the, the danger that the power structure poses at this moment in time. Because there are very real and very immediate biosphere collapse issues going on. We have marine ecosystem collapse all over the globe. Not only do we have wild salmon collapsing, guys, did you see that the official sources going back about 30 days categorized the collapse of Pacific salmon as cataclysmic. Did you guys happen to see that headline?
2: Yes, Yes, we did. And Stan Dale, a regular guest on our show, pointed out that They're not only with the salmon, but there is a mass percentage. I believe over 90% of the uh, wildlife in the Pacific Ocean is dying from plankton all the way up. Yeah.
0: The bottom of the food chain collapsed for the reasons I outlined earlier. We now have fish farms collapsing as well. We have crops collapsing. Mongolia in 2016 lost 80% of their crops. Crops are collapsing everywhere. The UV intensity is unimaginably detrimental to the biosystems of the planet. We have photosynthesis. Now when you when you put these light scattering particles up, you alter the light wavelength form. We don't have studies on that. Certainly it radically affects photosynthesis, but we don't even have study on that because governments want to make sure there are no studies on such things because they don't want anyone to know. What we do know is that photosynthesis stops at 104 degrees. It tapers down to that point and it stops at 104 degrees. We've had temperatures already in late March and early April and after, from Africa to India. We've had temperatures that early in the year of 125 degrees. Armenia doesn't cover this. And so for your listeners to understand the degree to which they can create temporary toxic cool-downs in places like the U.S., you guys remember all the snow in Boston in 2014, 2015, right?
1: Yes. Yes, and, and, and we, we've got some of that here in the Middle Atlantic, yeah.
0: So those are chemically nucleated events. We can see it happening on radar. I've captured it multiple times on radar loops where you can see bands of drifting rain cells that suddenly, without any without any reason based on the laws of physics, flash out to frozen precipitation at above freezing temperatures. How can that happen? Happens okay. in chemical ice nucleation. Uh, uh, uh.
1: Okay, now, now, for example, the Boston snowfall. Why? What, just, I'm, I'm curious as to why they would do that. Is, is there a specific reason?
0: Yes, to cause the societal division and confusion over an unimaginably important issue the state of the biosphere, the state of the climate. So when they can create a condition like that, even for somebody in California, for example, in 2014, we are 90 degrees in winter, 90. But when they see a headline like that, and they don't want to believe there's anything wrong with the planet because they hate Al Gore, we all hate Al Gore, right? I mean, Al Gore's a hypocrite, an unimaginable hypocrite. We, we know that. But that doesn't mean that everything he said was false. In fact, I would argue this. Much of what Al Gore... Presented is false in the opposite direction of what people think. It's far worse than anything Mr. Gore has stated. But for me, when a man is a a hypocrite, as he is, owning stock in the very companies he claims to be trying to struggle against, I, I, I have no stomach for that hypocrisy. But when you create that kind of event like they did in Boston, when they make it snow on the pyramids, when they make it snow on the United Arab Emirates, Saudi Arabia, and people see that headline, That's all they need to solidify them in their opinion, in their denial. And now we have division in the population, just like they create division with race, other issues, political. Divided houses cannot stand. And the same is true, especially in this most important issue, the state of the biosphere, which allows us to live on this planet. When you destroy that, we're back to game over. So when they create these kinds of headlines... It creates immense doubt in people's minds that there's anything wrong with the climate at all. Even though at the same time Boston was getting record snow, there was no snow in, in some locations 14,000 feet up in the Sierras. And let me give an example of chemical ice nucleation that happened about six weeks ago in Northern California. We had warm moisture flowing out the Pacific, somehow magically made it over the six, 7,000 foot coastal ranges without dropping any snow. It was still rain, but somehow... It snowed at the valley floor in Redding, California at 500-foot elevation at the very same time as that moisture went over locations east of Redding, locations as high as 14,000 feet, still raining. Tell me how it can snow at 500-foot elevation at above freezing temperatures and and still rain at 14,000 feet. This is happening, and we have the patents for this process. It's important your listeners to understand that. Fox News... Popular science all covered the fact that the Chinese government was artificially nucleating snowstorms, exactly what I'm describing. Your listeners can look that up. I would challenge them, look that up, and they'll find out how this this is being used as a tool to confuse the population on the true state of the climate. They're manipulating data as well. We're seeing an underreporting of temperatures, four and five degrees in every location we check. And when they chemically nucleate a layer, it, it creates a shallow layer of cold air at the surface, so you have much higher temperatures aloft. So it's not really cooling things down. It's only hiding the problem. I'm g- communicating directly with pilots, Gulfstream pilots, two of them, that contacted me because they were so alarmed at the temperatures they're seeing at altitude, in some cases 35 and 40 degrees above anything they've seen before, temperatures so warm at at above 40,000 feet, in some instances, the alarms went off in the aircraft. This this recently happened. They had to descend, emergency descent, because there was not enough density in the air because the temperatures were too warm. So what I'm saying is, the severity of our situation, the immediacy of it, is far beyond what most people understand, and climate engineering is being used as a tool to hide that and to confuse and divide the population, as well as weather warfare, as well as over-the-horizon radar, as well as DARPA, EMP weapons, there's a long list of, of agendas being carried out. But I simply would challenge your listeners to investigate anything, everything I'm saying, and understand that climate engineering is the crown jewel of global power structures, the absolute crown jewel. They can win a war. They can subdue populations. And I would argue this. We know what they're spraying is toxic. We already know that. Lab tests prove it. We have lab tests from around the globe. If things get too bad, if the population really begins to wake up, I would ask your listeners, and we should all consider this, what would prevent them from making this lift this this spray mix a bit more lethal and leveling the playing field? What would prevent them from doing that?
2: Nothing. And they, would they just wait up. for the right you know, the right opportunity, the right time. Um whenever whenever it would fit their agenda, they would go right ahead wow. and do it.
0: I'm simply saying Uh, that the severity of what's unfolding is in that category. Those in power certainly don't care what they do, not to the U.S. citizens or not to our troops. Your listeners should remember, Agent Orange, did did those pilots think that they were poisoning their comrades on the ground? Of course not. They were told, don't worry, won't hurt your fellow soldiers on the ground. How many, you guys have all seen the nuclear test, right? We have a bunch of soldiers out there being told, wear these goggles, you'll be fine. Don't worry about the radiation, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Yes. Yes. That, yeah. I, 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 that's what we I, have. I, oh man. Okay.
0: What? what that's how it
1: is. Continuing on at this, we we have about five minutes left. If they continue doing what they're doing at the pace they're doing it at, um, how much time have we got? Not Before, much.
0: Yeah. Not, not in this course. Let me put this in mathematical terms. At the rate we're losing species right now, we're losing species on planet Earth at nearly 300 a day. That's 300 species of plant, animal, and insect going extinct every single day. And for those that would argue it's all natural, it's all happened before, that's absolute nonsense, mathematically speaking. That rate is 15,000 times the background rate. That's a million and a half percent of normal, and there's nothing normal about that. We've lost... 60% diverse wildlife in the last 40 years. 60%. And this is a, an unimaginably non linear equation. You need to understand that term. Your listeners need to consider that non linear. At the rate we're progressing on this trajectory right now, mathematically speaking, we will have a completely different planet in 10 years. And if we stay on this trajectory, we'll have a lifeless planet. And that's how severe our situation is, and it will seem like this can't be true to people until they find their shelves are emptied out, as we talked about in the beginning of the show. And I want to stress this. Your listeners probably don't know this. The U.S. is importing tens of billions of dollars' worth of food from abroad to keep U.S. stores stocked up to hide the severity of what's happening to the U.S. population. They're importing food from countries that are starving to death at the barrel of a gun in order to keep our shells stuck, because that keeps the U.S. population pacified. And the U.S. population is the largest potential counterbalancing force left on the planet. We must wake up the U.S. population. Before we run out of time, if I could get to how people can help, because everyone can have a huge part in changing our trajectory, in salvaging what's left. If they simply help us to credibly sound the alarm, and I stress the word credibly and efficiently, there are instructions on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org on the upper left column, activist suggestions. There are many links within that link, full instructions on how to help. If you arm yourself with credible data, like the fires that we have on our site, you can download for free and print locally, and you pass those on, you're planting seeds with people, but as they start to look up, connect the dots, they're going to wake up, understand they're fighting for their lives, you can't fight a battle without an army. We need an army of the awakened, and every one of your listeners can help us reach that army. And if we can reach critical mass, we will yet alter the equation, even at this late hour.
1: Dane, Wigington. Right. Dane Wigington, geoengineeringwatch.org. Folks, I would urge everyone to go to his website. And download those documents. Let's fight and, and contact and support support this man. He's got a donation button there. He doesn't do this costs money to do what he does, and he's doing all of us a service. And I want right. to say thank you so much. And, and there's so much content on the website. Yes, uh, between you know audio, video. Yep.
2: He's got tons of of interesting information, uh, from uh, relevant articles to. Pointing out, you know, uh, from climate change to covering all these Everything. different summits that go on and pointing out the hypocrisies, this is your one-stop shop for, for the geoengineering um, chemical warfare that we've been enduring as a population for some time now. And, Mr.
1: wigginton I want to thank you so much for, for doing the work that you do. It's very important. Credibly sound the alarm, folks. As he said, credibly sound the alarm and use the, the proper terminology so we can get the point across. Mr. Winkton, thank you. God bless you, my friend.
0: If I can express my gratitude back to both of you, no matter how much work and research I do or we do, and no matter how much data we post, without immediate people like yourself showing the courage to help us disseminate that information, we wouldn't get it out. So this is absolutely a team effort, it's all of us working together, that can still make the difference. My deepest gratitude to both of you.
1: Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Look, look forward to hearing touch, from you yeah. in the future. Here, yeah, and, and please support Mr. Wingetton and his work, and spread the word because we need to be in the fight. God bless you, my friend. Thank you so much. Thank you. Greg. Wow. All right. That that's a fantastic uh, website, by the way. Yeah. His website. Absolutely,
2: uh, very informative, and it's a topic that you know with this heavy news cycle we have with the terror attacks, with the. A political division, the lies, the insanity out there, you know, topics like this, topics like Fukushima um, seem to fall under and, the and radar. Y'all don't, y'all don't think we
1: need to be prepared? I
2: mean, it's just as bad as, as you know, uh, having drinking contaminated water or eating poisonous food. We are being poisoned. Not only are they manipulating the weather, not only are they, uh, you know, continuing to spray heavy toxic metals into the air, this affects our health directly. It affects the health of us, our plants. And anything that's outside, and it needs to be continued to be investigated. And thank you, Dane, for all your hard work. We'll be right back.
3: Worldwide demand is making coconuts one of the highest-yielding cash crops available today. Coca-Cola, Pepsi, and many high-net-worth individuals have invested billions of dollars into coconuts for strong growth and solid long-term income. Yields could be as high as 18 percent or more per year. Capital appreciation and exceptional income for up to 60 long years would be an absolutely brilliant investment to pass on to future hey, Chris, generations. Diversify wisely Joe, with direct ownership of fully managed coconuts on prime farmland close to the beautiful costa rican border for more information qualified accredited investors should go to profits coconuts.com or phone 855-888-6288 that's 855-888-6288 this announcement does not constitute an offer to sell securities or a solicitation of an offer to purchase offer made by prospectus only 855-888-6288 or visit profits in coconuts.com profits in coconuts.com
1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this edition of the Hagman and the Hagman Report. we got a very special guest for you. Um, before we get to our guest, folks, tradingpostinthewoods.com. <clears throat> My daughter is looking for a remedy for something today. And i got to tell you, she found it at dot com. Visit TradingPostInTheWoods.com where you can find an array of old-time, old-fashioned remedies that work, including and especially American Heritage Remedies Kit, made especially, or in some cases, especially, no, uh, made especially for the Hagman and the Hagman Report listeners. Folks well, go to tradingplace in the woods.com. Their products are second to none in terms of their medicinal value or their, oh, remedy value. You know, the old time, uh, the old time stores when you used to go into, well, I'm sure you didn't. Maybe I did. No, no, my grandma did or whatever where you had, uh, you had elixirs. You had the uh, granny tonic. Think of Beverly Hillbellies when, you know, the old song, Uh, spring tonic but this isn't quite like that of course, no no this is much more research this is a family business, this is a business where the principals actually their experience uh, they have so much first responding experience in uh, major disasters, minor disasters and they created these special remedies kits just to have on hand and I got to tell you they work they work, whether it's a sore throat, stomach, cold, whatever. I can make these claims. I'm not selling anything. They work on they work on us here at the Hagman and the Hagman Studio, and the Hagman households, plural. Go to Woods dot com. dot com. Get these in your in your pantry right away.
2: Now, All right, ladies yeah, and gentlemen, we go got ahead. a a fantastic uh, guest lined up for you tonight. The host of Remnant Radio Network and friend of Ross Powell, Mr. Chris Bacombe. Welcome to the Hagman, is it, Hagman Yeah, is that
1: how you pronounce your last name? We, we were arguing about that.
6: It's uh, pronounced Bauckham.
1: Bauckham. That's Bauckham. easier. Okay. It is. Yeah, okay. See. Yep.
6: All right. Okay, yeah. I get that a lot. There's some of us in Texas and some of us in <laughs> North Carolina. It's kind of a localized name in those two states.
2: Well, Chris, if you can, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. You're involved uh, in the media. um, Also, you're involved in ministry. Uh, Give us a little bit about your background and what what you're doing.
6: Yeah, so my latest uh, journey is with Remnant Radio Network with Ross Powell, and we've been doing that since, I would say, last October. However, the journey there was long and sometimes arduous. I... uh, had a primarily business background with some marketing and then got into the digital space over the course of about five years and uh, had a calling. And uh, I looked to the skies. I, I didn't really have a devotion to, to God at that time, but I looked to the skies and said, if you're there, give me some guidance. And he sent me on a journey out of Charlotte uh, for writing. And I took a position in South Florida with a company that primarily deals with faith and evangelicals. Uh, big evangelical organizations and specifically with some of the politicians in Washington on the conservative beat. And by assuming that role in the digital space, I kind of grew fond of the conservative viewpoints and began to adapt them for myself and began to kind of merge over into that, seeing the value there over everything else seemed to have more purpose and meaning behind it. And so I went to prepper camp up in North Carolina in the mountains and uh, that was approximately seven, eight months ago, and met Ross Powell, and we decided to hit it off, and we've been going ever since. Now, in that journey, I was a paramedic for about seven years in the city of Charlotte and uh, learned a lot about emergencies and, and took up the survival training and, and learning over the course of about a decade. I'm still learning. I don't know everything, and uh, and the further this has progressed, of course, we've gotten into the geopolitical space over the past I would say year with the elections and we dealt with some of that in the organization I was with. I'm no longer with them. I'm on my own now. That's kind of my history. Okay. And
2: you, you host, uh, you're a host on the remnant radio network, correct?
6: Yes. Yes. The remnant radio network is all about getting the word out there to the watchman on the tower and letting people know screaming from the rooftops to get ready and get prepared for some of the potential catastrophes that face us. Of course, we'd all like to live in a world that felt like Disney, but that's not what's going on. That's not the writing on the wall. And so we've taken up the, the duty to go out there and preach the ministry and also bring in different guests that have backgrounds in different survival areas and news authors and other people to try to uh, really grab as many people as we can and bring them into the fold. It's not for fame. It's not for celebrity. It really is just for the mission at hand, which is to try to help people uh, save their souls and get back on the right side of the tracks here and help the country out.
2: And, folks, there's a, a website, remnantradionetwork.com. Go there and bookmark that site. Also, homegrownprepper.com, uh, where I'm reading here you share... a. Uh, uh, a knowledge and experience with my father as a, being an, a paramedic, an EMT.
6: Correct. I did not
1: know that. Yeah. Oh, fun. That, that was in another <laughs> life. That was. <laughs> that was before you
6: no, were born. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's something you never forget. That's for sure, and it certainly gives you perspective. I think uh, it's it's good to step back from it. When you start thinking that, hey, that's not my emergency, you, you got to go. <laughs> that's <laughs> kind of where I got.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you know, you find yourself carrying appendages around with you, you know, looking for the other body parts. It's a little bit, uh, it does something to you a little bit, I think. Um, but, but you know, okay, and I'm going to introduce this and now I'm going to kind of stand back. Uh, it, I just want inter- to introduce this segment by saying that I spoke to Dr. Ted Brewer today, and boy, he was on a tear. He was on a tear about, uh, the FDA's, uh, Well, Trump's pick to head the FDA, Dr. Scott Gottlieb. And he talked about this on Friday's show and and about the vaccines, the big uh, connections to big pharma, the fact that uh, there's this battle in neuroscience. And I think this is right up uh, our guest's alley. So I'm going to kind of toss it to you, Joe, and and just step back from this and just listen because I want to hear what, uh, where this goes?
2: You want to start there with the vaccines? I'm good with
6: that. Okay. Yeah, we can start with the vaccines. It's it's kind of a personal story for me, and uh, if you guys are ready, I'll I'll share. Absolutely. The, uh, Lock and load. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I have a niece that uh, was a very normal, uh, at least cognitively normal child uh, was running a bit behind on her vaccines and one thing led to another of course she went and got her vaccines and it, actually it's a it's an in-law niece so it's through my wife's family uh, at any rate uh, she came home from her exuberance of, of vaccination shots and uh, ran a fever and went to sleep that night and woke up the next day and was never the same this happened in the, in the blink of an eye, and we didn't know it was autism at the time. We just thought, you know, maybe she's got a cognitive impairment, and of course she did. Uh, we did come to find out it was autism that she had, and uh, she's, you know, been a challenge for my sister-in-law to take care of, uh, quite stressful, not because she doesn't love her and give her all the care that a mother gives, but just the constant need of, and the constant challenges of learning. And I also have a niece with another brain disorder uh, that's genetic and hereditary in our family that's terminal. So I have a, a real sense here, and I don't, I don't blame that on environmental factors at this point, but a sense that this is an impending problem because we have a community of corporations and a government that are complicit in the idea that you can... Uh, put food product out there with known problems and put vaccinations out there with known problems, then, you know, it's gone the data that would give us real information to measurably decide whether vaccines were good or bad for our children and then allow us to vaccinate our children and not only allow us to vaccinate them, encourage us and make it illegal if we don't or penalize us. And in this way, this is a liberty that, that they should not have any levity to control until we can do further investigation. Now, when we confronted her doctor about this, of course, the doctors really, I don't know that I blame them for what they're doing because they're getting the data and they're processing it and they're busy and they've got a lot of things going on. I think they should care. However, I was handed a document uh, that showed that this was, in fact, debunked and it was not the case. Now, it's just really hard to argue that when you look at some of what's going on out here. I know you guys have had the guest Jim Mars on. You had him on recently, and he goes into depth about that a little bit as well. And so we'll kind of get into some of the statistics here and what's so alarming. I don't know okay. uh, how many in the public know that, but I just wanted to share.
2: Yeah, you know, um, uh, speaking of statistics, when we had Dr. Ted Brewer on on Friday, he, uh, what is it, one in 67 children now uh, will... Have autism, I think are the statistics now, and I think he said by at this pace, by twenty thirty all boys, or maybe it's twenty fifty, all boys will have autism. Yeah, it's and gonna be exactly. it's so all, incredible. All yeah, Number. girls, everybody will have autism by by twenty one hundred. <laughs> apparently, um, it is just mind blowing. It, it, it's frustrating. It, it's something that you know makes me very angry, yeah, and people should be angry about this. I, I don't care. Uh, you know, I mean, because it's to the point where it's gotten enough, the, uh. the vaccine research. There's even been cover-ups from the companies stating that they know as much, that they know the vaccines are harmful, yet they, they continue to malicious. The, the extra additives yep. that are put in the vaccine. I mean, there's things that are put in there intentionally just to cause harm. And with the autism rates, it's so, when you think of all the, the poor children and the, the the parents who who are, are dealt those hands, not because it's something that God intended, but because they've been poisoned, uh, you know, through this this the, the chemical lobotomies known as vaccines. Um, just a, a quick side story: I had a friend; uh, he has three brothers, all of them were in, are in the army. Uh, before they were deployed, they you, you know you get shots, you get your vaccines or whatever, and the nurse puts a Band-Aid over where you get your your vaccine. And and uh, one of his brothers got the shot, didn't get the Band-Aid. Before he was uh, put on the plane to be deployed, they made him get another shot. He dropped right there, was paralyzed, paralyzed for the rest of his life, directly due to this shot. That's just one small example. But if you can go over some of the statistics, um, because it's very alarming. Yeah, this, this, this is your
1: this is your time, sir.
6: Definitely. Well, there's a lot related to this, and we'll get into some of the uh, the things going on with our elderly and some of my own experiences as a paramedic uh, after we kind of get through some of these uh, statistics with children. You are right. It is 1 in 68, I think, in California. It's 1 in 54 at this point. Now, that's up from 1 in 150 in the year 2000, and that's a 120% increase. And then in the 1970s, it was 1 in 2,000 children and opponents of these theories point to higher rates, uh, of diagnosis as the reason. So they're just more of them getting diagnosed as the, is what, what they're officially writing for the public. And I've seen that in scientific journals and that doesn't exactly solve the problem. Now, you know, the, the, the movie Vaxed came out and I'm sure some of the audience got a chance to see that before it was pulled. And, uh, they covered the idea of unvaccinated children and looking at them, and I believe there was a uh, an article by Age of Autism, uh, Age of Autism, I'm sorry, and it was from uh, uh, a group of people that report on this. And these uh, medical services provide medical care for these families who choose to have home births and avoid vaccines in the in specifically the Chicago area. They've treated around 35,000 of these children over the years. And Home First Medical Director, the late Dr. Meyer Ein- Einstein said in an interview a few years ago, I don't think we've had a single case of autism in children delivered by us who never received vaccines. And that's just thats amazing. And if we kind of dig a little further, we see the same thing in the Amish country. Of course, you guys are in Pennsylvania, so you know well about this. Many of the Amish are unvaccinated, I would say most. Do you want to jump in? No, go
1: ahead. No, uh, sorry about that. You you just saw an artifact of uh, back back room dealing here, but no, it, it, I uh You're you're right. The if you look at the statistics, which are not kept,
6: and do you have statistics on the on the uh, Amish at all, uh, sir? I do. I have. I have. Well, when they measured the Amish in Pennsylvania, they didn't find any. When they measured the Amish in Ohio, they found one in fifteen thousand a reported autism case.
1: Wow. Okay. Compare that to the normal population. So, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead.
6: So we have to understand a little bit about what's going on in these vaccines. I know they've outlawed uh, Tamarisol, even though there may still be supplies in the the chain. I doubt it at this point they've expired. But if you start with the the idea of vaccines and aluminum, Aluminum causes encephalitis, and for anyone that doesn't know what that means, that's swelling of the brain, and that causes a brain injury, which they think may lead to autism. And there are mutations. There's a specific mutation that occurs in about 30 to 60% of our population. It's a metabolic disorder. It makes it extremely difficult to detox the neurotoxins put into vaccines. So up to 98% of the children with autism have this mutation. And what that tells me just being a paramedic for so many years and having a, a biology degree and understanding the physio, physiopathic physiology of the body, you understand that when disease process takes place, it's generally an issue of swelling. Something is edematized or swollen in the body that's causing a problem, whether it's high cholesterol, whether it's uh, high blood pressure, diabetes, cancer. I mean, we can go down the list here all of them are a a direct result of some type of inflammation in the body, and the body has an immune reaction to that, and sometimes the immune reaction is far too strong, and it can actually kill you. You know that. It's called anaphylaxis, and what we're seeing here is almost a form of cerebral genocide. This is causing these children to break down, and we don't know whether it's intentional or whether it's, you know, unintentional at this point just for pure profit, but they're there's i think we can make the argument at this point there's so much wealth at the top of the ladder if you want to call it a ladder at all throughout the world that at some point they're converting their their useless fiat cash over to gold and other hard assets and they don't need the money anymore so what is this about what's going on here and that's that's really in my case that's that's what i'm trying to dig into and find out
2: okay go ahead and you know um when we think of the numbers, you know, going back to, you know, the Amish and the different, uh, groups of people that don't get the, the vaccines. And you think of, um, anything from flu shots to, to vaccinations being given by, by children. Think of the hard time, the hard times pe- parents have trying to, uh, save their kids from getting these vaccines, whether it is in the school systems. You have to have, you know, uh, basically a religious exemption, and even then you're not guaranteed uh, to be allowed to have your kid go to school if he doesn't get the vaccine. Another example of this without vaccines, uh, There's an article yesterday about the Child Protective Services taking a 7-year-old boy after their parents refused to give the child ADHD drugs. And it's the same mindset. Um, you know, these people are forced, they want to force these children to get the the vaccines, and one thing that that I find, you know, and it's a it's a very good argument is if everybody has vaccines, uh, you're vaccinated against the chickenpox, we'll say, and one person isn't, and he gets a chickenpox. Shouldn't the people who are vaccinated, uh, you know, be safe from getting it? Meaning the worry should not be, there shouldn't be this big worry. But we see when the government gets involved well, in wait, forcing
1: wait on that point, if if. All of those parents who want vaccines, get their children vaccinated, that does not or should not, in theory, pose those children or those parents of the children who are not vaccinated should not pose a threat to those who are vaccinated. Is that a correct statement?
6: That is correct. That, okay. is, that is exactly the argument there. So, why are
1: they complaining? Well, why would the parents of the vaccinated children be complaining about anything? In fact, they would be celebrating the idiocy of the children, who uh, of the parents of the children who don't get the vaccine, saying, hey, good, you don't deserve to reproduce. We're better than you. We got the vaccine. I mean, that, I guess, you know, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yet, they force the agenda onto the people, the parents, that refuse the vaccines. What's up with that?
6: It's a sad state of affairs, and if we look at the breakdown and we kind of get a little deeper into the breakdown of our society and the the moral backbone, which is the family, we keep getting a little deeper on this, and we keep, we, we get to the point where we're at almost a neurological warfare, which is something that I definitely want to talk about shortly. But to understand, you know, we really need to examine why anyone or entity would, would want to destroy the emotional centers of children's brains. I mean, what would their real purpose be? You know, what, are you trying to turn children into robots? Are you trying to create a future uh, with people that may produce, on occasion, a rare genius with Asperger's syndrome? I mean, we've known about Asperger's for quite some time. And what happens to the rest of the people in this group or this cohort and uh, You're making people unable to learn about or connect with uh, their religious values uh, and to create a need for permanent care and investment in these people. And they use a patchwork of pharmaceutical treatments that don't stop the problem. They just mask the symptoms where the kid maybe is screaming and making a lot of noise because something irritates them. And I know because I responded to some of these calls years ago for autistic children And for all the wonder of modern civilization, the war on our children is the greatest crime we're facing today, and worse are the people who believe we should naively move past these known carcinogens and inflammatory agents and vaccines and foods that are poisoning us. You know, the devil's always in the details, and I I repeat that. The devil is always in the details, and your your vigilance is the only way you're going to protect your children and not be distracted by this great distractor that we're dealing with, uh, this dark force, I call it. So many of the opponents are the same people that advocate abortion at any cost. They don't need to lead the world in bioethical decision making, in my opinion.
2: Well said. Yeah, and, and you're you're exact exactly right. And you know, some people don't know this, but there have the, the National Vaccine Injury Compensation Program paid out over three point five billion dollars to parents of children injured or killed by vaccines.
6: An acknowledgement of guilt.
2: Exactly. They That's have
6: covered it. up,
2: uh, they've been caught covering up the fact that their vaccines are related to autism. And we know that vaccines have chemicals such as mercury, aluminum, and many, uh, even foreign DNA in some cases.
6: Uh, aside, why? There's two issues yes, with yes, I actually, mean, they're, putting, they're putting viral components right. in there to carry certain components in this. And it'd be one it.
2: If it was they just, kill people. I, I'm sorry to interrupt. It would be one thing if it was just the medicines that are used to prevent the diseases. But why all the additives, unless they're being done for nefarious purposes?
6: They discovered in a recent test, and this was done in Europe, they they ran a series of tests and found that uh, the, the vaccines that they were giving the animals did not have these harmful components in them, only the ones they were giving the humans with the extra viruses, I think this has been covered on on some of the Alex Jones episodes and some of these other guys out here, but it, it all depends on where you stand on your belief system. But if they're putting viral components, splicing is what they call it, where they put a virus in and they add some DNA inside of it to have a certain effect or a marker or to bypass a certain mechanism at the cellular level, uh, what is the purpose of that? It's not an adjuvant at this point and it's it's not going to help. And if if for our listeners, an adjuvant is something that helps catalyze uh and push forward faster the effects of the vaccination inside the human body. That's the goal of it at least, to create more immune response to quick to quicken the um Im- imino- what's the word I'm looking for here? To quicken the body's buildup of immunity. That's what the goal that, is. That works, yeah. Yeah. That was right. a poor way of saying it.
1: That's exactly what it does. Well, actually, the, yeah. the, that was pretty on target. L- let me ask you before, it, and by the way, we're going to skip the bottom of the hour break again with uh, thanks to Global Star Radio Network. Uh, let me just ask you this question uh, and then you can pull back and go in any direction you want. Uh, what in the world is Donald Trump thinking, putting... Gottlieb in as the head of the FDA, pro-vax guy, pro-vaccine guy. Um, everything that's wrong with the vaccination issue and the health issue, Gottlieb's in there. Do, do, I mean, what, what's going on here? Is here? Is, again, Dr. Ted Brewer, who is, is our, was our guest Friday, was just beside himself. So, can you shed any light on that appointment? And, uh, I mean, if not, that's fine. I was just curious if, if you know, what your thoughts might be.
6: You know, I'm beginning to question a lot of his appointments, speaking more broadly, because I can't speak specifically on that particular person. But I can say that after we've watched this latest debacle with Syria, which was covered in a show the other day, uh, I joined with Stephen Menking. You know, I'm not really sure what Donald Trump's doing at this point. Uh, he's either playing some mad chess or this guy is off on another planet or he's one of them. And you know what I mean by one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's one of the people that we're, we're most concerned about. And I'm very concerned about what Trump's been doing and who, who is around him. And although I reserve judgment, I don't want to jump to conclusions at this point because I can see some of the validity in what he did. There are far too many of the swamp monsters jumping uh, on board with his decisions, and I don't know if this is a revelatory plan to help bring them out from the swamp and show who they really are. Uh, I don't know if this is backdoor dealing, in especially, and, and I'm digressing here a little bit, but it's just, you know laments on the point that you're making uh, with Syria you know what are you thinking man we're we're looking at potential war here i mean we've got things going on over in asia right now the world is shaking up in uh, in the middle east and uh, this is this is exactly the opposite of what we were hoping for with your presidency so i you know to anyone out there please please write and and let him know <laughs> that, mm-hmm. that this is this is unacceptable this is uh if you're if you're doing something like that we understand that you said you don't want to announce to the whole world what your plans are but uh, there's a lot of people out here that are turning coat and uh it's it's getting pretty scary especially with all the other potential catastrophes that could unfold not as a direct result of this but definitely as a direct result of this as well
2: Very interesting um Mandatory vaccinations. We know that there is a big diff, there is a difference between, uh, you know, there's no federal mandatory vaccinations, only the, s- the state mandates the vaccinations, but each child, uh. Wait a second, is, is that true? I don't believe there's federal. Is, is there?
6: No, it's a state by state.
2: Yeah. Okay. It's federal. Just they think. can recommend it, but the state are the one that make the laws. Do you believe that we'll see mandatory vaccinations in the future?
6: I do, I do. I think that we're going to see an attack on our continued attack on our children and the elderly. And you know, I I tend to be a little conspiratorial with this, but I don't know that it's so conspiratorial when it's in your face. When we look back at what Rick Wiles did with True News here recently, with his attendance of the the um, cellular conglomeration in Barcelona, Spain, and studying the assimilation of this. Global brain that they're putting together the cellular companies with the central nervous system and launching these low orbit satellites, which I, you know, I probably live an hour away from where they're building those. And we look at the hoarding of information up in Norway with the doomsday vault and we look at the attack on the elderly. I think it's an attack either through some type of poisoning that all these people are showing up with dementia and Alzheimer's 5.1 Million Americans, that's the estimates right now. That's a catastrophe. I mean, even 10,000 is a catastrophe, but 5.1 million and then one in every now 54 out of in California, one in every 68, you know, nationwide are with autism and all there's left is what's in the middle. So there seems to be an effort to take the innovative and creative energy and knowledge of, as I said in a previous podcast, they've mined the ground for everything, but they're now they're mining the mines. They're looking for the information inside of our head, and there's a lot of incredible technology that's going on that's being turned over in a malicious way. What in the world is going on? Why are they so determined to get the information out of our heads and control what we think? Well, I think it's obvious at this point that's what's going on, but why they're attacking the children, I don't know if they're just planning on dumping everybody off and getting rid of everybody. If they know things we don't, your previous guest is just an amazing person, Expanding on the ozone layer and what's going on around the world, uh, you know, I, I, it's almost a death wish. Yeah, it is. It's true. Go on.
1: I just, no, well, <laughs> I just lost my train of thought, but, um. <laughs>
6: so yeah, this is a lot, there's a lot in here. This is, this is a big set of topics. Oh, I understand. All
2: right. <laughs> yeah, you, you were talking about being on the, on the conspiratorial side. Um, now hypothetically, do you think there's any chance that there, is, I mean, we know that there is a lot of of additives and things that should not be in the vaccines. In there, what would be the possibilities of some kind of dormant microbe that is injected in the in, in the, through the vaccines? Maybe it's put in our water supply. That when another agent would introduce itself uh to our our bodies, it could activate some kind of uh, to create a, like a mass die off, like a reagent. You know. Uh, you know,
6: yeah, good call. Yes, reagent. Uh, there's been some interesting uh, proposals over the last few years because uh, for 25 years there's been a focus on beta amyloid as the primary cause of Alzheimer's. This placking up inside the brain, and realistically, what they're at least some people are starting to speculate is the beta amyloid is roughly and excuse the the grotesqueness of this, but it is is roughly essential. Uh, it's roughly similar to a pimple and the pus that builds up. It's what's left over after your immune system is, has attacked this localized sore or problem you have. And so they're treating potentially the wrong thing here. And they've got to get after the right proteins to, to really stop this, this process. Now, in the case of my niece, who not the autistic niece, but the other one has San Filippo syndrome. Uh, That is a fatal disease for children. In fact, I think uh, nationwide we lost six last week, at least in the network that we were in, uh, and it is a process where the the waste system inside the brain can't dispose of the waste. And so the waste builds up in the brain and then eventually goes to the organs and the child shuts down. It's a very painful way to die, and there are some good treatments that are coming along that uh, potentially cures. But it is somewhat similar in this case because cellular debris builds up and then of course the neurons get, uh, surrounded and die. And, and so we've got, we've got to focus on the very wrong thing. But to, to your point, to your point about immunology and to your point about injecting a microbe, this takes us down another rabbit hole. And that is that as we, continue seeing the focus on the wrong thing. It's not solving these people's problems at all, and I'll get into some of that here in just a moment. Uh, We also see the revolution in nanoparticles and what's going on in the scientific community with genetic engineering and reprogramming of cells. And so if you think about nanoparticles, and the very essence of them is the things that are the minimalist in layer, they're almost at the atomic level, if not, and this is what is going into the air, it's going into substances that are, uh, you know, for paper, it's going on to products and everything else, but they're getting so tight with the way they're controlling this in the laboratory that you can inhale nanoparticles through your lung membrane, your tissue, and go into your body to fight disease. And so what does that mean in terms of them being able to program microbes and, and viruses and presumably prions and everything else to go inside the human body and activate this this uh, chain reaction. I don't know, but I think they're getting really close, and this is another way to control people or eradicate them, one.
2: Very interesting. And, you know, we're seeing uh, legislation all across the country uh, here in our state, in Pennsylvania, uh, PASB 217. What this is is an act that... Um, they, they want to create any rule or regulation to the contrary of a strong moral or ethical conviction similar to a religious belief may not qualify, qualify as an exemption from the immunization requirements of this section. We see uh, legislation like this popping up all over as well as healthcare professionals and even sometimes employers in other fields being fired for not going along and getting the vaccines um i asked you about it being mandatory already is this a backdoor around uh you know making it mandatory um you know force threatening people's jobs for not complying threatening to not uh, allow children to enter into schools and then you know turn around and 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 uh, basically get them in trouble for you know uh, uh not being part of the school system even though they won't let them in
6: I believe so, and thank goodness the homeschooling uh, movement in the country is, is moving up at, at an astonishing rate. Uh, people are starting to take control of their, their children's lives and protecting their children like they're supposed to. But let's dig in on that a little bit. Uh, I'm sure you, you've you seen and heard, maybe even interviewed someone from Technocracy News.
2: Yeah, Patrick Wood and um, uh, Debbie Bacigalupi.
6: Beautiful, beautiful information they're sharing with all of us. And I think technocracy was actually part of the programming tonight, and that is a great place to start here. I know that they put out an article from Wired that was talking about people needing to use biometrics to get a snack out of the snack machine at work and them incentivizing people to carry on with a certain level of fitness and one way or another they're going to track your data they're either going to get it on a fitbit or they're going to get it through your blood or they're going to get it through your finger or somewhere else but inevitably it's all going into a database somewhere and being sold off for some reason and it's being used to study everyone else now having dealt with digital marketing which i think is is where really this is exploded and come into the forefront in every other aspect as they always do they sell everything as beneficial first while the nefarious characters and the shady ones behind the curtain are doing their work and this is the same in marketing of course if you want to buy anything you can buy it you can hack it you can buy somebody's hacking of it we know there's a company in israel that you can pay them quite a sum of money to hack any phone in the world i think it's up in the six hundred thousand dollar range but uh... At, at any rate, that data is all stored. So what are they up to? I know with my wife, she has a typical corporate job, and for our health screening every year, we have to go and get approved and get blood tests done, and it is just an unnerving process for me to, to have to report to someone about how I'm taking care of myself. Of course, I'm always improving, but, well, I, I say that now, um, but... At some point, when are they going to hold it against me for something, and who caused that something to happen? Was it me directly, or is it something that I did, or is it something that's been put into my system? It's all forcing us into a matrix, much like I think Wall Street does with financials. And it's very scary, and I wonder if some of the same brilliant minds behind the rise in Wall Street are not behind some of the things going on in Silicon Valley with our data and the healthcare industry. Interesting connection there,
1: the way you made that very, very important as well fat finger syndrome might disallow you from the cheetos in the uh break room but sorry <laughs> we've talked uh you you
2: mentioned a, a number of of illnesses and uh diseases that are related to, to vaccinations from autism to alzheimer's uh what are some of the lesser known things you know we hear things uh like it lowers IQ, it could stunt growth, it can what are some of the other ways uh that vaccinations uh, or the additives in vaccinations soft kill or dumb down the population?
6: Well, I believe that it this translates more into some of the fast food that's going on out here and I think we've seen some evidence that it it messes with your or impairs your cognitive ability. Now, I'm certain of that because you get arteriosclerosis inside of your uh, your brain and that essentially is the precursor to a stroke uh, but it is all inflammation based now i don't know specifically other diseases but i do know that there's some interesting research that was done uh, more specifically in australia in uh, 2016 and they they discovered of course we talked about that beta amyloid earlier Um, but that beta amyloid was acting as the body's uh, way of fighting back from some microbe or something else that was in there. If we look at an example, back in 1911, uh, I believe his name was Alois Alzheimer, who uh, coined the term, noted the similarities between the brains of people with syphilis-induced dementia and those with Alzheimer's, and the, the the information coming down the pipe was, if syphilis festers in the body for more than a decade, there's a, this, it's got a, under a microscope, it's got a corkscrew-shaped bacterium that causes it and, and invades and damages the brain and sparks the creation of amyloid plaques, which we see commonly in, uh, in brain injuries, uh, in, you know, for football players as well as, uh, as well as our Alzheimer's patients, which the symptoms are very much the same. And then you see with herpes simplex encephalitis, a rare complication of the herpes simplex 1 and the virus that causes cold sores can cause brain damage tick-borne Lyme disease, that is on the uptick as well, no pun intended, Uh, I have a good friend that has it and boy has he suffered and depending on where you live in the country your doctor might not even acknowledge that Lyme disease exists in that area and so you can't find relative treatment, and I think one of the nation's premier uh, treatment specialists for it had his license revoked and had to move to another state, and gotten a lot of trouble for his uh, his work on Lyme disease. And that brings up you know Lyme disease is a, the dirty syringe of nature is what we call it, uh, where it infects people uh, without them knowing. And if they don't if they don't find the bite or find the tick, uh, they may go undetected until it manifests. And this is the perfect thing to study, because Lyme disease is not one bacteria, it's a combination of things Uh, the perfect thing to study in terms of biological warfare, if you want to take a population down, put Lyme disease out there, and I know that's conspiratorial but why the sudden uptick in it, up in New York, it's big, up in the northeast where you guys are at, it's huge and uh, we see it out west of course as well and we've seen bubonic plague or the the cousin of it out there as well, we saw that, I don't know, maybe a decade ago pop up and cause some problems Uh, with people out there. So there are some interesting things, and I know these are being studied in laboratories. I know that they're looking into these, and I know that they're combining them with some of the nanotechnology. So I don't know where, where this is all going. They always tell you it's for treatment. But when you've got DARPA and the Pentagon and the Defense Department pushing money into Silicon Valley the way they are, looking for ways to stop our foes, uh, inevitably, that can end up in the wrong hands. I don't think that they're trying to hurt us, but but I think that there's the potential, at least, for that to end up in the wrong hands and and not threaten our lives. Exactly.
1: Well, we're all, we'll take a step back here, and and because, because we talked about a lot of things, we we initially and primarily focused on va- vaccines, and that the contaminants in the vaccines and what it's doing to us. Um. And we kind of shotgunned everything but yeah. So you go ahead um, Yeah,
2: where do you want to go from here? Yeah. What, do you
1: want, what else would you like to cover tonight? Because I,
6: I think some of the area that I would like our listeners to Or your listeners to uh, to look into more And be studious with the, the real goal here is to get our conservative friends Around the country that listen to your broadcast And many other broadcasts I'm sure uh, they listen to as well to begin to dig in on the technology Don't turn your eyes away from it Because it can be used to improve our lives But as we know, uh, you know Anything that comes from the divine power above Will ultimately be twisted by the powers below And it will be used to, to, to harm people And to deceive people Now, some listeners uh, Conservatives can span the gamut here Some may believe in God, some may not I don't know uh, where everyone stands However, I do know that uh, at least in conservative circles, there tends to be more of a focus on the Constitution, on liberty, on basic rights, kind of hearkening back to a different time. And and right now, the world is moving at such a fast pace with technology and changes, especially in these two areas. When it comes to biology and when it or genetics, and when it, when it comes to nanoscience that uh the the military can't even keep up it it you know there's not strategies but there's lots of new things coming out lots of new studies and we've got to get our people to understand the importance of staying in the discussion because if you don't you're going to become irrelevant elon musk said only a few weeks ago either merge or become irrelevant and he's not saying uh oh, just you know disappear off into the woods i believe we all know what that means It means that you're not going to be around. Now, I think Alex Jones ad nauseum has covered uh, the Internet ghettos in China and the censorship. So at the same time that there is a crisis going on of information and a crisis of the use of technologies, there's a censoring of the discussions among people in the public. And this is the greater danger here. I'm not trying to focus everybody on every scientific detail, but to understand the advances that are being made and stay prompt on it because they're coming to a community near you whether you like it or not. And this is, you know, whether we go through the apocalypse here soon or World War Three or, you know, the the economy breaks down as we all suspect it's going to with this financial catastrophe looming, this is going to press on until Judgment Day or the world ends. I don't know which one's coming first. But... Um, but at this point, I, th- I think I do know which one's coming first, but at this point, uh, you know, people need to stay engaged and we need to get our conservative community in the sciences and understand that science is a gift, but in the wrong hands, it's terror. Yeah,
2: in- indeed. Um, and what Elon Musk was saying about, uh, you know, having to, to, to change, uh, or risk becoming part of the AI, he actually is, is, uh, wanting people to, Physically merge with these machines. He's saying that's the, the only option is to become one with the machine, uh, to, rem- to, to continue to be re- relevant, which, uh, we all know, uh, at least I believe, you know, that's game over well, as far yeah, as the Bible is concerned. And,
1: but, but, well, uh, how, sir, how, how would this all fit in with, for example, the bigger picture of, we'll say, Perhaps it doesn't, or we'll say the mark of the beast. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. Is this is this part of it, or is this just deep for depopulation, or is it multi-purpose? All of this, the 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 stuff that we're talking about tonight.
6: Well, I believe it's when we're looking at the Internet of Everything, which is what we're facing. Uh, the sensors going around the world and connecting everything. Everything, uh, your refrigerator, your coffee maker, your your shower, your alarm clock, your your clothes, your shoes, your watch, whatever. It connects everything. It's feeding all this data and information. So we become very readable and we become very corralable. And this system knows where to put us to make us serve our best purpose. Now, you guys are business owners, so you understand the concept of always stick with someone's strengths, not their weaknesses, because you'll peg the meter higher. Don't try to fix weaknesses. I know people want to focus on that because we live in a trophy society, but realistically, we need to go keep aces in their places. That's the goal here, um, and that sounds horrible. It almost sounds Darwinian, but I'm not a Darwinian. <laughs> so, but but at the at the point that that, that I'm saying is that uh, I don't understand exactly what the dynamics are of, of getting rid of the elderly and, and harming the children unless they're just great experimental. They're the best part of experimentation because one's on the way out and one just came in. Uh, I don't know what the what the logic behind that would be conspiratorially, but I do know that collecting all this information allows them to guide you into a certain place and then control you from there. And ultimately, they're going to have to do something like this. Unfortunately, if we're going to maintain an exponential population growth in this in this pla- on this planet. Because there are limited resources in in terms of of space and in terms of of food, especially with all the killing off of the biodiversity and everything else that's gone on, and and at the same point they've mined everything else. They have everything they need. I keep saying the word they, but I, and I speak of what's commonly referred to as the elites, but it's just another class of people, not better, for sure, but. Uh, that want the information because they want to play God. That's the bottom line here. And and this global computer that they're putting together is going to have an IQ, according to the reports I've heard, of 10,000. Well, yeah. the highest we see in a genius is 200. So what does that mean for all of us? Well, that means that you've been mined and they've got everything they need and you are now, if you don't serve the purpose, if you don't, serve the energy footprint under technocracy then you are irrelevant right. and the only way to serve it is to plug into it now I've seen they've, they've even come up with a brain mesh now I don't know how practical this is at this point but they can pump it into your brain and you know they have to cut you open though they have to drill in, on you which is very invasive hmm. but this this actually allows them to read your brain activity now people would say well, well okay they're they're selling it, at least the idea, as helping enhance you and enhance your performance. So you're bionic, right? So it goes to our soldiers, it goes to our wounded. I mean, the same mesh would be used, presumably, for spinal injuries. Um, at any rate, what they're really asking you to do is let me put something in you to study it, because so far, all the studies in the brain are not figuring it out. And it, it doesn't surprise me. It's a brain trying to study a brain. I mean, obviously, it's going to be difficult to comprehend. But um, So they're looking for ways to get more invasive to understand what's going on in the mind so they can get out the essential information, stick it in their doomsday vault, and start pressing the buttons getting rid of people. I just believe that's what's happening. I think that it, it's written on the wall with the poison in the foods, the poison in the vaccines, and everything else, because these people are exorbitantly rich by any standard. Do they really need any more paper dollars? No.
1: That's uh, good that's a good point. Yeah. Well, you know what? As we near the, we, we've got uh, we've only got about nine minutes left of our program. Our guest is uh, Chris Baucom. He, he's got a he's Remnant Radio, but also uh, Homegrown. Let me
2: make sure I got this right.
1: Um, homegrown Remnant, Prepper.
2: Yeah, RemnantRadioNetwork.com dot com and HomegrownPrepper.com. dot
1: yeah. com. Let's talk. Let's talk about a little bit about what you're uh, about. Well, we talked about a whole bunch of problems, a whole bunch of issues. What are you doing to prepare for whatever might be coming, and and whether you, I mean, whether you base your preparations on your experiences as, as a paramedic or whatever it might be, what are you doing?
6: Overwhelmingly, I'm trying to take on almost every skill under the sun uh, with books and videos and practicing. And I went on a purchasing spree uh, a couple of years ago and started to outfit myself with things that I thought would be essential for my family's survival. Now, understand that uh, I would come home from work uh, in Fort Lauderdale and drive north about an hour and, uh, and then head west for my locale, and I would watch people. I presume many of these people are international, but many of them are most likely from the state of New York, somewhere in the city area up there, And so there's already an aggressive stance, uh, a hustle from being in that area. I understand that. But the, the way people acted and the way people drove and the rage on the road, I said to myself, if people act this way when things are normal, how will they act when things aren't? And it began to worry me as I listened to different shows and did my reading and understood that something just didn't feel right inside of me. I, I just didn't, don't know what it was at the time, but something didn't feel right. And I said, you know, I better start getting my family ready. So I took on this idea of building a website and putting information out there. And the intention was to put prep, preparedness information out there. However, when I got tied up with Ross in, in uh, doing Remnant Radio, it became more of a spiritual journey. And uh, and so some of the prepping that I plan on sharing will go up at some point in the near future, I uh, hope, before anything happens. So it's helpful to people. But there are tons of sites out there that offer great advice on how to homestead, how to prepare yourself, and how to be ready for, you know, what what's coming, the storm. So that's the idea behind the homegrown prepper. It's still an experiment, and I'm an enthusiast more than I am an expert.
1: Interesting characterization. I, I think that, that, that applies to most of us um for sure which is why we have experts come on and talk to us as you do as well in in kind of closing chris you're a smart guy you've been around you've been around people who have been around um looking at everything we've talked about plus things we haven't even talked about what do you see coming what do you, what do you see coming here in the near term given the geopolitics of of the world today domestically War? i see a Everything.
6: Yeah, I, I see a breakdown in our society coming for sure. Uh, when we've got over half the country believing in the, uh, Fabian society doctrine of the, you know, 1800s, late 1800s, and carrying this on and not understanding the gravity of what's happening out here, not understanding the Federal Reserve, not understanding the, the, uh, Treasury Department and understanding the fiat currency and where that came from in Europe and and how that's kind of transcended and not understanding that every fiat currency in the history of mankind has gone to a value of zero that this is inevitable 20 trillion dollars in debt over a hundred trillion or more in promised liabilities. And then you've got a world that really is in 2.25 quadrillion dollars in debt. Everybody is printing money, and it is out of control. And somebody—it's going to be a day of reckoning here. And not only that, but we've got uh, a change going on. I'm sure you—you you guys have heard of John Casey, who wrote the book about solar cooling phases. And what that means in terms of our planetary movement, uh, volcanics and eruptions and earthquakes and everything else. So there are some geological problems on the horizon as well that spell doom. And now we've got a world that is is trembling with the, with war on the forefront. And I don't know if the change in the sun or the change in gravity affects people's water. I'm sure, I'm thinking it does because it certainly seemed that way on full moon nights as a paramedic. But if these things are all true and this is all converging at the same time, we're looking at a massive problem and you better get your family ready. You better get some stored food, some water, some purification, some defense. You better get you a community or a network together and understand how to harvest a crop, harvest seeds. You need to go learn what the Mormons did, basically. There's some books out there that are great on what they did as the pioneers and understand how to apply that in your life. It's time now because if you don't now, You're gonna have beggars on your doorstep. They're gonna be kicking it down. You're gonna be under attack, and uh, they're gonna get your stuff, and they're gonna get you for fighting back. So it's time to wake up. It's time to start preparing. If you haven't, you better kick it in gear.
2: Absolutely, and very, yeah, very well said, Uh, folks. Visit uh, the website remnantradionetwork.com there's a news section and a blog there as well and also homegrownprepper.com that's homegrownprepper.com and again uh uh, ross powell works with you um and he's he's a, a friend of steve's a guest of our show um anything upcoming that you want to promote uh and we
6: are working on some fantastic training that we're going to be uh, debuting in September. And so I'm looking forward to that. And uh, we are putting together some, uh, some videos and other things. I do some videography in my spare time as well, just to make ends meet, I suppose, uh, to uh, help out uh, American wholesale survival with uh, Chance Gibson. I'm sure you guys know him. Sure. Uh, And so we're uh, doing a lot of different work right now Uh, I know that Prepper Camp is coming up in September in North Carolina in the mountains there That's a a beautiful gathering of people that share common interests And I would say just keep your spiritual path clean Keep your nose clean We don't know the day or the hour when, uh, when our Lord and Savior will return So we need to be ready And we need to be ready to live A lot of people are very prophetic At this point about what's going on And uh, that is not our job to prophesize It's our job to live until we die And help spread the word And help get people ready So that is really the mission of Remnant Radio That's my mission personally And uh, I can give you prepping tips as well But I really want to see you get your spirit in line Because once that's in line Everything else will follow
2: Again, exquisitely stated And you do a, a, a podcast or a show each week, correct?
6: That's correct. We come on the Global Star Network at 5pm. It's channel three on Fridays, but we also debut on Spreaker, iTunes, and YouTube. Usually it's Thursday, late evening, or Friday morning when that day tunes. It's, uh, it's pre-recorded because I like to edit out all of uh, my improper speech <laughs> mechanics, but, uh, you guys are braver than I am for sure. Um, and I appreciate that about you. Um, this is a quite a task three hours almost every night uh wow i mean that's mad respect for what you do out here you're doing great work guys um but yeah that that is the times that comes out and we'll continue to push those out as long as people continue to show up at the show uh doing an hour by myself or with ross alone gets a little harrowing at times so we need the guests well i tell you
2: um you know the three hours when we have guests like yourself and uh, the great guests we have that come on, it makes it that much easier. So thank and, you. And
1: John Robertson does a great job as well of fixing us up. But Chris, thank you so much for being a part of our program. And we're, you, you know, you, you can, um, uh, certainly pass this interview around. I'll send you the link on this interview after we, uh, put it up tomorrow as well.
6: Thanks, thanks so much for having me guys. It's been a pleasure and I look forward to talking to you again soon in the future. I wish you the best and God bless. Stay peaceful and uh, stay safe.
1: Thanks, and it's kind of interesting. We share the same background as a as a paramedic. Although you should have been doing it in the seventies, mother jugs and speed. <laughs> if you saw that movie, <laughs> never mind. Yeah, I you. <laughs> Alright, thanks, buddy. See you later. Wow, a great interview. Yeah, that great. Was Chris
2: Bakum, homegrownprepper.com dot com, Yeah, and the links are in the. Uh, and he uh, partners with Ross Powell, as yeah. uh, many of you are familiar with.
1: <laughs> but, but, but you know, s- strong on the vaccines, so, um, strong on the on the agenda, and, and he's got a personal experience with that as well. So, but a uh, tremendous man, and and one that uh, we're gonna be hearing from more again, or hearing from again.
2: Again, check out the yeah. latest reports on HagmanReport.com and HomelandSecurityUS.com. Till tomorrow, stay safe. God bless. Have a good evening. <laughs>